Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to Selk Grassroots. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, The Grassroot Graphics, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, and this is the Sunday League Show, episode 29 of the Sunday League Show. On this week's show, we will have the OBDSFL, the Southern Sunday, the North Kent Sunday Football League, and our last section will be Westfer. We do have another Westfer Cup draw. That is why they are last in the run. It will be the JW Brickwork Cup, a cup created by the league to extend the season of some of those teams who have luckily got all of their fixtures played. So it's a good cup. Uh, and we'll have that draw, the full draw, uh, with Jace and Gibbs right at the end of the recording for those listening. Uh, Jamie, I've given away the running order. OBDSFL up first. Welcome to the podcast. A weather, a drastically affected uh, schedule yesterday due to uh, weather, but we have some football to talk about, thank God. Uh, it, was a, it was a wet one, wasn't it? But fortunately, some some games survived and um, plenty to talk about. Obviously, not as much as other weeks, but um, yeah, not not the fixture secretary um, best weekend going by the amount of games that will need to be rearranged now. But that is what it is. No, and we will talk about uh, some Kent Cup fixtures as well. Uh, mixed results for our OBDSFL uh, teams when we get there but let's start in the prem uh, and the revival continues jamie uh elmstead traveled over to palace saint-germain this weekend um, and palace saint-germain's in different season six second in the league uh, let's give him some credit uh, but that's this is their sixth defeat of the season a two nil defeat against an elmstead side rampant elmstead side uh, with their th- with their third win on the bounce um that is some character being currently shown by the Elmstead boys. It absolutely is. And I think we can maybe call it Groundhopper Syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they yeah, yeah. the same. They just <laughs> couldn't buy a win and now they're, they're getting clean sheets and winning for fun. So um, it's, it's been such a turnaround and it's, it's really come from nowhere. Only Tony and the boys will really know um, the, the truth behind it and the, the wheres and whys and whatnots. But it's good to see for the competition, obviously. Um, we don't want to see any team kind of getting put adrift at the bottom and they've all kind of had their moments this year, PSG included. Obviously, yeah. as you said, they're sitting second, so they've done something right along the way. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a full Elmstead squad, maybe that's... Maybe that's what's been missing, you know, the numbers and being able to change games, etc. So it's good to see. And um, yeah, Tony, um, they're hitting form just at the right time, I suppose. Business end of the season, cup semi-finals to come. So looking good for Elmstead at the minute. Yeah, that's them out of the relegation zone, as I said. Maybe things haven't gone their way so far this season. Maybe they've had uh, the rubber to green in the last few fixtures. But yeah, still getting numbers turning up. 
these good players that they've got, they've been there for years. Uh, they don't just suddenly become bad players for no reason. So uh, maybe um, a return to form uh, is at just at the right time for Elmstead uh, as they're getting into the business end. As Jamie said, they're going to need some form going into these cup fixtures uh, as they see their season out. Who knows how it will end, but uh, I'm sure Tony will take that for a February and uh, end of January. Uh, well done to them. Palace Saint-Germain uh, still finding their feet. Six losses and six wins. Uh, is mid-table if you think all the once all the teams catch up their games and add, PSG surely will be uh, in the middle of the table. They may take that as their first season in the Prem Division of the OBDSFL. For me, that's a decent return for them. In Division 1, we've got two games played uh, and two games, uh, both games involving teams uh, at the top end of the table. Uh, LSU continued their good start to the season uh, and they saw off Bexley United 2-1. Uh, Bex United hovering perilously um, just above the relegation zone. Uh, uh, Royal Southwark don't seem to play games of football anymore, Jamie. They have five games in hand on Bex United and are seven points behind them. An inferior goal difference, but with some wins that will be cleared up and Bex United surely looking over their shoulder uh, still, uh, Jamie, because um, we know Royal Southwark are capable. Capable, yeah, but whether or not they will is another question. But um, yeah. I completely take the point that Bexley will be saying a little too close for comfort down there, isn't it? And mm-hmm. to be honest, I think maybe doing them a little bit of a disservice in terms of I think a lot of people might have expected that result to be a lot more one-sided yesterday. So they've yeah. obviously yeah, I think had so. a right good goal, but um, at the end of the day, it's, it's another loss still and obviously the points that, that are going to rise. So I think... I think they'll be all right, and we've said this over the last few weeks, but um, there may be a little bit of spooky bomb time going on, but I think they should be okay. Yeah, once the Royal Southwark do get back to playing football, they've got Sydenham, Westrum, Long Lane and LSC. LSC Giants, that game there is the one. Um, That's going to be a a real six-pointer looking at that. They've got them to play at the end of um, April as well. Games may be running out for Bex United. Uh, They've only got four league games left to play. They're going to need maximum points, you'd say, uh, or at least win three of those to feel comfortable. Uh, Their next fixture uh, is uh, at home to West Wickham on Sunday. They then play um, Long Lane a couple of weeks after. They play LSU again and uh, they play uh, the Manor. So that's their four league games, Jamie. Um, If you're uh, a commentator or pundit on a Sunday league, uh, podcast, what predictions would you make be making for those three games? How many points are they going to get? Three. Who against? I don't know. This is a thing. For this division, everyone's capable, capable of beating everyone at one point. So mm. I'm not going to stick my neck on the line too much, but I think they'll probably win one you expect them not to and lose one that you would expect them to win. It's a tough, tough run-in for Bexley United. Probably the toughest. Uh, West Wickham, the most indifferent team there in terms of formats. We wish Dean uh, and the boys all the very best. Some real good uh, characters over at Bexley United. Uh, and obviously, uh, we they share and we retweet everything that we do on the podcast. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's perilous. I think that's a fair word to use. Uh, Jamie, at the other end uh, of the table, uh, Sydenham Sports uh, went to West Wickham. Uh, and got a nil-nil draw. The most boring uh, of Sunday boring. league <laughs> results. Uh, nil-nil, Jamie. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? It probably 
a fair depiction of, of either team's uh, season at the moment. It's not quite gone the way we expected for either team this year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, probably more so West Wickham. I obviously said them. I've had a little blip or two, but they're, they're still seemingly up there. Whereas West Wickham, I think probably could be a little bit more disappointed going by expectations in, in the previous seasons that they've had. So, um, yeah, a point yesterday for each. Probably not really doing anyone any favors. Not a not a disaster certainly, but you know when you think it's now now just just one chance converted and you pick up three points. So. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be celebrated to either end. Into Division 2 and one game surviving uh, over uh, at Hayden Youth as they took on uh, Broccoli. This was a real um, challenge for Hayden Youth. Where is their promotion uh, chances? Where are the, the promotion chances? Uh, they did have an outside chance with the games in hand. They had uh, a few weeks ago, Jamie. Uh, but it looks like um, they're going to miss out. Hayden Youth um, have had a real good season. Five wins, one draw, but four losses now. Broccoli get the win. Six wins, one draw, uh, and six defeats. Uh, they're running out of games uh, as well. Broccoli, they're not going to get a. They're not going to get involved in the uh, promotion chat. But just proving how dangerous they can be, they can certainly spoil the party if someone doesn't fancy it one week. Yeah, they've got that, haven't they, in the locker. Any win away at Hayden's always a good result. So, um, yeah, I think Broccoli looking like they're getting back on form, so they'll be pleased with that. And Hayden looks like maybe their season's maybe just fading away um, without much of a much of a bang, which is a shame, because they were sitting pretty at one point, but um, some poor results recently seem to damage them. Yeah, that defeat to Broccoli, uh, they lost to Crayford Arrows a couple of weeks ago. Drew with XLP, probably not so much of a bad result on paper, uh, but they also gave a, a result to uh, Woodside before Christmas, just leaving them uh, a little bit adrift. But they'll they'll look to stay in the division and go again next year, as they do. Uh, no games in Division 3, no games in Division 4 either, sadly. Uh, so we jump straight to uh, Division 5, uh, where three games were played. Uh, and they were LSU Lions Reserves, and Shortland Spitfires, two teams in that promotion chat, drawing two all. Our first tribute to the man himself, Jamie, a Desmond between the two teams, not really helping either out, really, as they look to regain um, these games in hand on the top boys, Green Street Green Rovers and Western Wolves, really. Uh, both teams would have would have wanted a win to get maximum points and, and apply more pressure to the chasing pack, uh, to the leading pack, should I say. Yeah, I think so. And and LSU have been in very good form recently. Um Shortland Spitfires we know are always capable of picking up a result. So um a draw maybe not too much of a surprise. I think I probably would have went towards LSU slightly just on the form, but I think both of those teams seem to be the the next tier down from the top two. I think uh West Surin Wolves and Green Street Green Rovers seem to be a cut above the rest. Yeah, I think so. Uh, elsewhere in the division. At the other end, it was all action between Bexley Eve and AFC joiners. Uh, they were both sitting ninth and 10th before the game yesterday. Uh, and they drew two all as well, Shane. There's nothing between it. Same points uh, achieved over the season. Bexley Eve just played one game less. Uh, Jamie, yeah, I think a two-all draw was probably easy to predict on that one as well. Yeah, it seems to be kind of... These teams that are in, in and around each other, and it's great if you can beat those teams. And you know, you, you kind of class it as a six pointer, but no surprise again that that was a draw. No, uh, another shock, uh, in the division, though. I must say, Highfield Rovers and their form 
uh, has been pretty bad. Uh, you'd have to say second from bottom in the um, form guide are Highfield over their last six games. Just the one win in six. Um, but Broccoli, that's the second win in, and, and one draw in their last uh, six games, Jamie. They are having a go. Uh, they've got a bit of work to do. They've played a couple more than Bexley sitting just outside uh, of the relegation zone. But Broccoli uh, definitely having a go. They've beaten um, Highfield Rovers 4-2. Um, and it's worrying times for Highfield um, at get, getting out of form at exactly the wrong time of the season. Yeah, it's not been a good one for them, has it? But, um, you know, they, they can look towards the likes of Broccoli and any issue reserves, you know, a bit of a resurgence there. And a bit of form, but I think, uh, yeah, for Highfield, it's it's almost time just maybe throw the towel in and start thinking towards next season. If I'm honest, and there's no shame in that. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Maybe not coming in, in the right division for you, and and hopefully they're one of those teams that maybe find a level next year and they can kick on. Yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, obviously, there's a connection between Highfield Rovers and and the podcast through uh, Ronnie, one of the founding members uh, of Highfield Rovers. Um, the boys have gone across to the OBDSFL as a, as a sort of reserve side to the, to the first team. Uh, they've had a good go of it, but yeah, it's been a struggle. Uh, maybe now's the time to try some things out and and uh, plan for next season in Division Six. Um, yeah, that's a tough one to take. But Broccoli, uh, if they're gonna they're gonna do it, they're gonna go down fighting. If they are going down, they've only got four more games to play in their season. Um, obviously, the three G surface they play on at home uh, is helping them out massively. Uh, elsewhere in the Kent Sunday Junior Cup, that bitter taste of defeat has once again uh, raised its head, Jamie, on a Monday uh, for you. Uh, Greenwich Mariners out of the Junior Cup, beaten 3-1 by Faversham Strike, full Sundays. Um, just a step too far for this for this year's Kent Cup, Jamie. Yeah, pretty much. That sums it up well. It's... Um... It was a tough ask, obviously. Um, we didn't really know much about them on the day. But uh, as it turns out, a, a decent side, very well organised, very well drilled. Uh, everyone knew their job. And, you know, there was just a, a group of good players, basically, with, with some really pacey boys in the wide areas, which really, that hurt us quite a lot. Um, and, yeah, we just never really got going, to be honest, which was disappointing. We've, we've started games well recently. Um, and, and we aimed to do that again and try and go on the front foot and, and take control of it early on and, and be a threat but yeah, we, we just looked a bit sloppy which is the worst time to do that and um, yeah, Faversham got the upper hand pretty soon, pretty early in the game and eventually they, um, they brought the deadlock but it was just defensive lapses really and not keeping a hold of the ball as well as we should have and you know, I was thinking at 1-0 if we get any half time we can change it and, and hopefully try and get the next goal and get right back in it. But we lost two just before the end of the half, and that really killed it for us. Um, gave us too much of a, a, a kind of deficit to recover. But we, we, we came out second half and we started playing a bit more, a bit more confidence and knocking it about. Um, how much of that was down to them, obviously, maybe setting off a little bit too. But um, we, we walked our way back into it and we got the goal kind of late on. But even then, we didn't really look like we believed we could go on and get another two, which was the biggest disappointment for me because we've, we've done well in, in those kind of areas and we've been scoring quite a few goals recently. So, um, But yeah, it just it, it wasn't to be, but no complaints, beat by the better team on the day. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see obviously how it pans out for the semi-finals and final now. But um, yeah, disappointed we couldn't we couldn't go a step further um and keep representing the league. But I've got to be proud of what the boys have given so far. So and we've still got stuff to play for this year, so it's not all doom and gloom. No. Take that one on the chin and move on. Don't let that wreck uh, all the good job that all the good jobs that you've done so far this season. That'd be a real shame. Uh, elsewhere in the Kent in Kent County Cup action uh, in the junior trophy side, uh, Brewmaster High Howden must be some side. They have bashed uh, Long Lane seconds seven three three one at half time. Uh, turned the screw again in the second half, scoring four more. Obviously, the Long Lane boys got two back. But, Jamie, that is uh, a couple of batterings for Long Lane seconds uh, now this season. Um, they need to get their feet back on the ground and get back to work, it looks like. Hopefully not complacency. Hopefully for them, uh, it's like lo- low numbers and uh, an away day, maybe not the not the easiest one to get players along to. Um, but, yeah, a couple of pastings for Long Lane seconds in the last month or so. Um, they do need to fo- refocus if they want to get uh, multiple pieces of software, oh, software, <laughs> multiple pieces of silverware over the line. I'm looking at my work computer. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the reason that when they lose games, they lose them so heavily is because they probably play so open and, and they just keep going. Um, I don't think that the strike means the type of side who the maybe it was, you know, three one and maybe it went four or five one and, and they were maybe trying to shut up shop and keep it damage limitation. I think the the league game it was was it five now they lost mm. was it his and Pickhurst? I think they would have been keep going, trying to get a goal the whole time, which obviously makes them more likely to concede at the other end. So I think that's probably why it, it probably looks such a high score against them. But I thought the same as you when I saw that result. I thought that Brewmaster <laughs> must be a quite a decent side, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, um, they've still got lots to play for, though, long line seconds, and they've been excellent this season. So hopefully that doesn't derail what could still be a very, very good year for them. Yeah, and they've got the London Cup and... Division four to to tinker with for between now and the end of the season. I'm I'm sure they're still in the Vic Farrow or or whatever cup they entered. I'm sure it's the Vic Farrow, so uh, they can't let that derail them uh, either. Uh, other side of the uh, junior trophy, Kingsdale are through uh, the only team I think. Jamie now waving the flag for uh, the OBDSFL in uh, Kent Cup. Stuff. I believe, yeah, I believe you. So yeah, that, that was the only three that was left, and it's just them there. Well done to Kingsdale. They do know how to get games over the line, uh, reaching on all that experience of of uh, a decent cup pedigree uh, over the last few years. That's for sure. Uh, Kingsdale four, um, AFC Swale three. Congratulations to Kingsdale, Jamie. You know, we rate them. We we've we've known them for a long time. They're a good set of lads. Uh, experienced and all that stuff. So yeah, a, a home home tire for them uh, in this round. Seeing a, we don't know anything about AFC Swell off, but they're a good side. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's just good to see Kingsdale still in there. Um, flying the flag, obviously. Maybe not really fancied in Division 5 this year, given the way it's panned out. So a really good opportunity for them, you know, if they can get through the next round and uh, from the semi, then or the, I don't know, I think this is the quarter, so... Um, yeah, just hopefully they can keep continue progressing in that and, and keep representing the league. Absolutely, uh, a couple of a brace apiece for thoroughly nice gents, uh, Sean Ludlam and Sam Swash uh, for Kingsdale. Two long term players for Kingsdale, doing a business for them on the day. Jamie, that is a very quick 
uh, <laughs> a very quick results section uh, for the ABDSFL on this occasion. I will see you on the other side for our predictions and games of the week. Next up on the podcast is Sir Graham Rodber and the Southern Sunday games from Sunday the 18th of February. Graham, we're just talking off mic there um, before we started recording and uh, it looks like across the board, um, everyone's got some games played. About 20% of the fixtures went ahead yesterday. Um, I know there's going to be people worrying already about double bankers and all that stuff. But we're well ahead of schedule, aren't we? I'm not worried about double headers. I'm not worried about double headers at all at the minute. Um, I am conscious, though. However, Easter Sunday is um, early this year, thirty first of March, so we've only got sort of five Sundays before Easter. And traditionally, as you know, Andrew, uh, historically in the southwest, once it gets to Easter Sunday, after that they um, whip our posts out, especially on the council grounds. So um, that might cause a little bit of capacity problem, which is. <sighs> manageable I think depending on what the weather's going to be particularly over the next one to two weeks as we try yeah. and get the cup games or the cup competitions across the board to the latter stages that's the big priority at the moment so there's been a lot of rejuggling for fixtures for games off yesterday and whatever we've been able to roll over without you know costing teams money on their book permits we've tried to do that or I've tried to do that and uh with, with a view as we want to get semi-finals off and underway sort of as soon as we can in um, in March time with a view to playing the finals predominantly if we can in April and towards just the slightly earlier part of May. Um, I don't think there's an appetite from anybody, certainly on our committee this year, to be playing football on the last weekend of May. And if there are games that are going to be played, you know, we, we want a handful. You know, you don't want sort of 10 and 15 games being played a week at that point. It needs to be done and dusted. I think weather's looking weather's not looking amazing. Uh we might get away with it. We might get more football next weekend. It's not looking quite as bad, but you do worry about the damage done this weekend when it was flipping. Well, I mean the wet. water the water was just well, I mean, I don't know whether anyone saw my video, particularly over at Wands with Common. I mean, it was just like a lake had almost like burst its bank and like come over the side of the pond, which was unbelievable. Um, there's been more rain as well this morning. I mean, mm. that's the thing for me is you almost need two days of dry weather because the water, it's so saturated on the ground, the water's got nowhere to go, um, especially underneath at the moment because the water table's pretty high. But um, I mean, it was just astonishing yesterday that, that that people were sort of questioning that the games are off. Did it really rain that much the game, like Saturday into Sunday? Mm. It kept me up. It was um, it was crashing against the yeah. window. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I think we all knew when we went to bed Saturday night, I think we all knew that we were heading almost for mass wipeout. So for... 10 games to go ahead out of 50. I mean, that's 10 more than I was expecting. So, yeah, you can only work with what you've got. But, uh, yeah, everybody seemed to uh, enjoy not having to leave the house and uh, enjoyed their tea and coffee from the comfort of their beds yesterday <laughs> while the rest of us were getting a good soaking. Yeah, I had a nice cheese omelette yesterday morning Thank instead, you, of, instead of being shouted at. Thank you. Uh, mate. On a Sunday, so that was. I uh... had a um, I had a pan <laughs> I had a pan from Sainsbury's, but uh, other supermarkets are, of course, are available. Yeah, you did have a game. You did have two games yesterday. I, we'll I, get... I know, I know, I know. I must have known that the weather was going to be bad, so I put myself on three G this week. <laughs> we'll talk about that right now. All these games we're going to be talking about are from Sunday, the eighteenth of February, our first proper wet weekend 
of the season. And the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier, just one game played. And wow, I think this shows perhaps where Sporting Continental aren't going to be um, at the end of the season. We did say with their games in hand, they are still potential contenders. But when you see this result, Graham, I think it puts them firmly out of that conversation. Uh, swag 8, Sporting Continental 1, desperate, desperate to have... They didn't want to score that second goal. They didn't want the shot. They were happy. They had, no, they had a chance to hit the post with it. Oh. And then there was another chance later on where he snatched it. And I'm thinking, if this goes in, Andrew's going to be loving this. And he just... <laughs> oh, the, the, the ball was just very high, very wide and not very handsome. Right, I think that was the chance literally right at the end. I think we retook the goal kick and that was the end of it. I thought, well, you know, there's your 8-2 gone. Oh, it's in everyone's heads in, in games. It, yeah. Honestly, that was in my head. I can't lie. I cannot lie. When he picked that ball up, if this goes in the top corner, he's got his 8-2. That's literally the last kick of the game. No, it wasn't to be. A very, very helpful goal uh, a goal difference for Swag now. That, they, they're one behind Junction Elite with three in hand. In terms of goal difference, they are 10 points further back. So uh, it's still in that conversation in uh, Junction Elite's hand. South, uh, Southwest Rangers, of course, uh, with their games in hand, would lead the table by two points. But Swag have done themselves no harm with a big, big win um, against an excellent sport. Uh, Sporting Continental games in hand still to play for them um, but maybe they're looking more uh, at mid-table safety this season now yeah so I think they're between two places I think they're between mid-table safety and then having that ambition where they want to finish in that fourth place of of being the best of the rest as we like to call it um, but I think you have to look at you know where they're at currently, almost forget the best of the rest, almost forget mid-table. They've got work to do in terms of getting out of a relegation scrap. And it's all very well for you and me and, and others to say, you know, they're too good to go down. They shouldn't be in their position. They've got these games in hand. The results are going to come. Well, the results haven't been coming, um, particularly yeah. in the league games anyway. And it's going to have to get to a point this weekend, you know, against Parklife being the perfect opportunity perfect opportunity for them to put uh what went wrong yesterday and put it right and you know we always talk about teams that you know want to be successful in terms of championships promotions and you know getting out of relegation trouble you have to beat the teams in and around them and park life three points in front um you know and sporting have got the four games in hand I wouldn't say this is necessarily a must win because of the four games in hand, but it is a must win in relation that, you know, you have to strike the blow on your relegation mm. rival and, mm. and really drag them in it. So they've got to use that um, uh, as, as motivation. In terms of the game yesterday, Andrew, it was nil-nil at 40 minutes. It's nil-nil at 40 minutes. Um you know, Sporting could one, two, hit the post in a really good situation, could have been one or two up. And then Swag, I have to say, just went bang, 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 three goals in five minutes at the end of the first half. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, it's looking game over at half time. Sporting good positive start to the second half. I was going to say, what was the reaction to that? Because that's yeah, a that sign. Yeah, was a good that's reaction. A... That was a good reaction. They come out, um, they got a penalty sort of five, ten minutes into the second half and got it back to 3-1. And, you, you know a few passes, you know, a couple of little half chances there. And you're thinking, OK, they're working their way back into the game. And then they give away another one and then it goes to 4-1. And, you know, once it then goes to five, I have to say Swag were very ruthless yesterday. Very ruthless. I mean, some of the some of the finishes were, were of excellent um, standard. I'd say a few of the other goals, you know, you'd certainly question 
uh, sporting uh, the goalkeeper and defensively, you know, you'd, you'd have to ask the question, I think. Um, but, but yeah, for a long time, that was a competitive game. And yeah, unfortunately, it just got away from them in the end. And when they needed to be clinical sporting yesterday, they weren't. There was one chance in the first half where they got through one-on-one, hit the post. And then there was another chance second half where they got through one-on-one and hit the post. In those situations, you have to be clinical and take their chances. And when Swag got in them opportunities yesterday and they created them, they took their chances. Um, so Swag very much up there, bang in the race, sporting. You know, we've got ambitions that they want to be the best to the rest, but they've got a um, they've got a relegation battle to fight first. And, you know, I'm sorry to say that, but, you know, you're only as good as your last game. And their last game was 8-1 yesterday. Mm. So Very, very unlike Sporting Continental. Their goal difference at the minute, they've only scored 16 goals. They've played eight games, but only managing two a game is not the Sporting Continental way. But the 31 conceded in eight games now is troubling. And their goal difference is minus 15. Uh, even if they beat Parklife. It's not um, enough. It's not enough, is it? It's not enough. Heads better. dropped, Andrew. Heads dropped. You know, heads yeah. dropped. People start mm. running. And, you know, dare I say it, that one or two individuals, the towel goes in. And, and that's not what we've known about Sporting Continental. No, but, you know, I spoke to John not. yesterday. He made, the, he made the point. He said, you know, we're taking our medicine at the moment, but this medicine we've dished out to enough teams over the years. So, you know, he's very humble in saying yeah. that. And, and I think that's a refreshing attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but where this starts for these teams is it's just, it's just hard work. It's just running. It's just making tackles. It's just commitment. It's endeavor. endeavor. What was it, you know, sort of like of Alan Hansen used to say, you know, it's hard work, hard work, hard work. And that's where it starts first and foremost. And you've got to put the effort in. And, and unless you do, particularly at this level, you know, the, with teams of the ability of swag to, to do what they do, you know, they're going to put you to the sword. And, and as John quite rightly said, sporting have done that to countless teams, haven't they, over yeah, the years? Yeah, of course they have. And swag the massive victors on the day, and 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 re- maybe reigniting their season a little bit of a drop uh, this season in swag, but maybe that's them back to their uh, very best, as Graham said. Sporting Continental play Parklife next week in a massive, massive game. Uh, swag play Junction well, Elite. They were due to play Southwest Rangers. Southwest Rangers County Cup game semi-final was off yesterday, so obviously that goes to next week. So um, Swag will now play Junction Elite. But just to touch on something you just said there, it was difficult, I think, yesterday, and this is not with any disrespect to either side, it was really difficult to judge how good Swag were and how poor Sporting were. It was one of those type of games where, you know, it's close for a time and in the end, Swag did run away with it. But was that because they were absolutely outstanding mm. or was that because Sporting Continental, you know, players stopped running and maybe the effort, you know, wasn't there and you had to question one or two individuals um, and, and heads went down. Um, so it was, it was somewhere in between. But I, I have to say... Um, Swag, you know, out of the performances I've seen Junctionally, I've seen Southwest Rangers, I've seen Swag. In terms of the football played, Swag are the best team footballing-wise that I've seen in the division. I would certainly go that far. But again, how much do you look into, you know, where Sporting were yesterday? It's a hard one. The, the title race goes on and the relegation scrap continues into another week. And we go to... The bottom of the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship, wow. where it seems another team is being dragged into the quagmire of relegation woes. 
um, in the championship. And Lazio with a, a, a season best result, you'd have to say, 3-0 um, against strugglers now, uh, Albion. 3-0 uh, win, a clean sheet for Lazio. Um, Graham, that's a worrying, worrying uh, result for Albion. But let's give Lazio the credit they most certainly deserve. Their goal difference is better than Albion's. I know. Uh, even though the points quite not quite there, it looks like Lazio may be playing League One next season. But that's a very worrying result for Albion, and maybe just maybe the the form of Batsy Ironsides is going to be the only thing that keeps Albion in the division. Well, the Lazio goal difference scenes you mentioned it is actually the best in the bottom four, um, yeah. and Lazio have been bottom for practically the whole season, which is madness, really, when you think about it. Um, no, no draws. Very few draws in this division. There's, there's hardly any draws. It's either win or lose. It's you know shit or bust from that regard. Mm. I think we've been saying for quite a few weeks that you know Albion are going to have to get one or two wins somewhere along the line on the board to get themselves out of this relegation uh, issue. Mm. Um, and I'm afraid you know that isn't good enough yesterday from their perspective. You know they've got to come out of there and they've got to avoid defeat um, to, to to keep the gap. I mean, fortunately there are many many. Um, points in terms of uh, the difference between the two sides and you know Lazio are, are miles behind but they'll take unbelievable confidence Lazio from that and a clean sheet in yeah. the game yesterday mm. and I don't necessarily think it's Lazio that Albion need to worry about it's you know Battersea Wanderers and potentially Battersea Ironsides where there's only a, a one and four point gap so I, I still think we were as you were from an Albion perspective still probably two wins probably is going to be enough to to keep them up but they'll certainly be looking over their shoulders and they'll be disappointed with 3-0 against the bottom side yesterday who'd only won one in 13 yeah it's looking like seven looking at the points above them at the teams above them and and the games they've got to play it's looking like seventh place is is going to be a best finish for Albion uh, for, from their perspective uh, but Batsy Wanderers and Batsy Ironsides will be desperate for a couple of wins to drag Albion into the brown stuff at the bottom of um, the championship. An exciting running, to be fair. And that's why you have to look at the top and bottoms of uh, these league tables. Seller still top of the championship. Into Vulture Sports League 2. Um, and just the two, well, two games played yesterday. We we're lucky. This is a. That was quite good in this division. Yeah. <laughs> league 2 always seems to get games played for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Norton 2. Wandsworth Warriors 4 uh, and Real Dundonald 2, Atletico Buble 0. Um, Real Dundonald squeeze in a bit more on uh, Westminster Reserves. That's them one point behind them. Same games played. They've caught up with their games in hand uh, with second place uh, Westminster Reserves. And that is looking um, as tight as you like at the top. Wandsworth Warriors moving um, staying, should I say, or moving, yeah, four points ahead of second place Westminster Reserves with their 4 2 win uh, against the Norton side. Mid table, uh, as mid table as it comes, 13 played, five wins, two draws, six defeats now, scored 37, conceded 37. Yeah, that, that that's a, a textbook <laughs> win for Wandsworth Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get more mid-table for Norton than that, or for anybody, really, to be honest with that record. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a tricky game for Wandsworth Warriors yesterday, you know, away from home. Um, that pitch down at Garrett Park, you know, predominantly was was OK when I went down and checked it. There was just one issue uh, towards the near side sort of goal mouth. But, you know, I said, if you get rid of the water, then you'll be um, you'll be good to go on it. Good to go and on it. And it was actually quite firm underneath. So, you know, conditions wouldn't have been um 
any sort of barrier to either of those sides yesterday. Um, uh, but Wandsworth Warriors, you know, they're doing what they've done all season. They're still unbeaten. Their record there is, is still intact. You know, eight wins and the three draws from 11 games there, Andrew. And, you know, they're very much still, aren't they? You know, up there or thereabouts. And I think we have expected them. Um, all season, really, and we've almost predicted them to finish in that top two. Yeah. Um, and that's just another tick in the box yesterday, I think, in terms of what they need to do to try and get the job done. So um, they'll be delighted to go away from home um, and 4-2. And just in relation to the Don Donald Buble game, yeah, I, I think, you know, you could have looked at that yesterday and you could have almost smelt another draw potentially coming in that game. But for them to get the 2-0, get out with the clean sheet, um, quite a good pitch they play over at Ham, actually. Um Real Dundonald. Um, obviously, they weren't affected by anything yesterday. 2-0 routine win. Um, and again, it, it just keeps them in touch with Westminster. But it's Harbour Rovers who are the team in fourth place. They're the ones, obviously, to watch. Because um, if they win their games in hand, then you know they're above Westminster and they're above Real Dundonald. So a good four-horse race continues to uh, enthrall us all in Vultra Sports League 2. Absolutely. Uh, Atletico Buble... Uh, looking like about as mid-table as Norton at the moment. And I'm guessing the guys would probably take that after a tough start to the season. Things have improved and their cup their cup um, progress has been decent this season. Perhaps they're looking at that. They don't um, score goals, Andrew, is the issue. They don't score goals. 14 goals in eight. They don't score. It's another game yesterday where they haven't scored. Yeah. But it seems to me when they do score, they seem to get a glut of goals. But... When they don't, they don't. And, mm. you know, that's the aim of the game, I'm afraid. And you are only going to finish in a mid-table position if you're only scoring 14 goals in eight games. It's just not enough. It's flipping I mean, lovely quite... having two unbeaten teams in the same division, though, going into March. I think that's extraordinary. And bearing in mind, there is no done deal with either of these teams in terms of where they're going to finish either. No. They could potentially, you know, go till the last couple of games could go unbeaten. But all it takes is, you know, Harbert to win their games in hand. And, um potentially ones with Warriors and Real Dundonald still feasibly could finish outside of the top two, even they've gone, even though they've gone on 11 and 12 game unbeaten runs. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, that's football. That's why we love it. Um, League two, uh, looking like Barking Mad and Chiswick Development are going to be the teams that drop out. And, you know, I'm not Mystic Meg, but I would, I would, uh, I'd put money, <laughs> I'd put money on that happening. That's so where you'd bet your curly whirly this week, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. In two, League I would, three. I wouldn't bet a curly whirly just because I like them too much, by the way. But I don't know where I got curly whirly from, but it was obviously I fancy one and it was in my mind. But there you go. It's the first thing that you would go for out of a selection box, a curly whirly. Uh, I think so. You'd, you'd, leave, you'd, leave, you'd leave the fudge till the end. I might go for the fudge second, actually, because I do like a fudge. <laughs> League three, after our chocolate choices. Other chocolate bars are available. <laughs> Uh, two games played. Well, two games, we got two results, but sadly, um, as a result of Mortlake um, handing in their notice and saying, we've, we've had enough, um, Dara, get a win. Uh, they don't get the goals, but, you know, uh, they might not care. Their goal difference is pretty tasty anyway. So Dara haven't really missed out too much um, and other results that Mortlake have, uh, against the top boys there. Uh, were due to play have all been awarded yeah, as Walkovers. Uh, but we say goodbye to Mortlake, a real, real good club um, over the last few years. This season, just a season too far for their resources. Uh, and disappointingly, based on the League Four fights and battles over the years between themselves, Top Deck uh, and Painters Community, especially, we say goodbye to Mortlake. Uh, and it's been a real 
torrid season, Graham, and we hate to see teams fold, but um, at uh, the time of recording, uh, and in my opinion, you'd have to say it's probably the right decision for the Mortlake boys to, to, to chuck it in. Yeah, they, they reached out to us just over the weekend, Andrew, and it was like, you know, we're not going to field another team this weekend. That's the second, that would have been the second occasion. There was another game, uh, I think it was last week, where the same thing happens, but they were saved for the fact that the ground had already been called off. So, you know, the game didn't get awarded and, and they would have triggered the league rule for a special general meeting for, um, you know, exclusion from the league due to too many non-fulfillments. So uh, I think that non-fulfillments doesn't go down very well with teams and it doesn't go down well with me really to be honest you know we do say at the beginning of the season you know sign up a big squad you know we allow people to uh, clubs to sign players up until the end of March it used to be till the end of February so you know we've given everyone another month crack at it bearing in mind how late we play into the season and you know I think it was clear really from I don't know, even before Christmas, that they were well struggling. And, um, you know, when you've conceded 75 goals and you're getting pasted most weeks and you're not really having anything that's kind of going your way and, you know, you're playing with eights and nines. Yeah, they reached out and said, you know, it's probably better that, you know, we take take the decision rather than try and stumble on, which, you know, is difficult because it just causes uncertainty amongst the other teams where... If you've got a game scheduled against Mortlake, you don't know whether you're going to be playing football at the weekend. And we know, particularly, Andrew, from a, a mental health perspective, we know how much people rely on their football yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. And, and and I've seen that called out before on social media. I've seen that that sort of that approach called out. And I, I think that's wrong because people do. It's a lifeline for some people, actually, at the weekend. Yeah. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors or sort of in people's lives and in people's relationships. You've got no idea what's going on. And, you know, for some guys out there on a Sunday, a game of football, you know, makes a massive difference. And, you know, there are the controllables and then there's the uncontrollables. AFC Mortlake are a controllable. The weather is an uncontrollable. That is the difference, essentially, I think, between the two. So if you can't guarantee that you're going to get a team out, then it's the right decision to pull the plug. And um, obviously, more than 75% of the games have been played. So, you know, the rest of the games have been awarded. And I think you make a really good point. Um, Obviously, they've lost all their games, really, anyway, other than a win and a draw against the teams at the top. So nobody's going to be better off or going to gain an advantage from anybody else because they would have beaten Mortlake anyway. Um, And the goal differences are, I don't think, going to be too affected either. So, yeah, sad to see them go. Really, really nice lads. Um, Remember interviewing them sort of six, seven years ago. Um, They've been a model club. Really nice lads. Never caused us any issues. Never racked up fines. You know, always been good to referees and opponents, never been a horrible team. Sometimes, you know, you just reach your natural life and unfortunately this is their time. So we thank them for their service and their contribution to the league and we wish them well in the future. Yeah, I hope the players that from Mortlake that still want to continue playing, they'll find a home if they've got another six weeks to, to register somewhere else. Hope those players continue to find a home. Speaking on the mental health aspect of it, whoever's been trying to keep AFC Mortlake going, over the last few months, Graham, their mental health um, may benefit from having this, this yeah. whole reset. It's, it's, you know, I run a charity football team and we play four times a year and it's stressful enough. How you, how somebody, yeah. how you boys do it on a Sunday morning? I'll never it must know, be a but, weight off their shoulders thinking, yeah. oh God, what's it going to look like? I've got to go to the league and I've got to go with my begging bowl and I've got to apologise again. And You've got to pay for a pitch with potentially eight, exactly. eight players yeah. worth of subs. You're dipping into yeah. your own pocket, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. All, it's hard. We all like to play 
football and yeah, teams will now not will now have a week off. Um, but there's someone else that's been trying to, or a, a group of people that have been trying to get more like keep them going and and it's their mental health that you know you have to think about too. Let's be fair. Uh, we said goodbye to Mortlake. Making uh, a team last in six, seven years is it's pretty rare in Sunday League football. We've seen plenty of flash-in-the-pan teams and and they've had a decent uh, amount of um, success in their time in the, in the Southern Sunday. So we'll see you later, uh, AFC Mortlake, and hopefully your players reach out um, to other teams and, and get a game somewhere else. Big winners yesterday and jumped up the table, I think, as a result of maybe a couple of Mortlake uh, results going their way, Graham. Clapham Chiefs up to fourth position in League Three uh, after a 4-1 win against Ballon Mariners. We did say last week, I remember you saying that Clapham Chiefs are still in with a shout. They can certainly beat anyone. They they even quoted, I think, part of that on their social media. I think they did. Week. Yeah, I think they, they said that we were paying them a compliment for the fact that they didn't get on results of the week because they, they're capable of beating anybody in the division. And I, I stand by that statement. And it appears they do too. They're a, they're a cheeky outside bet for promotion. Now, maybe, maybe they've just left a little bit uh, too much to do and that minus goal difference still in fourth place. I think you're not going to go in the top with the quality in that division. I don't think you're going to lose five at the moment with five to play and finish in the top two. I don't think that's going to happen. But nonetheless, they'll want to finish the season as high as they can and as positive as they can. And that gives them an ambition and something to take into next season. And maybe they'll get rid of the uh, League Three gatekeepers title. You never know. And do you know what's happened, Graham, by, by their form now? Go on. They've actually become the League Three gatekeepers. Well... Team. Ouch. Have they still got on their social media? Have they still got League Three gatekeepers? Is um, it still on there? I hope so. Because, I mean, they will be that. Because they are, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to finish in fourth, in fourth or fifth place uh, in the league by the looks of it. And that is the traditional gatekeeper place. If you finish above <laughs> if you finish above a gatekeeper team, that you're going to probably get promoted. And that's what Clapham Chiefs are going to do. Yeah, I, I, I concur with that. Um, back to the result, though, yesterday. Good win against Ballon Mariners, who've shown you know signs in recent weeks that they they're interested in trying to get out of that relegation battle. But yeah, it sounds like it was a bit of a step too far, and um, yeah, I think that's a solid solid four one um, away win. Obviously, three points they'll get for that game, and they've got one awarded game for Mortlake, so that's oh, okay. what's put them from sixteenth up to um, sixteen points up to twenty three points. So I think they had a you could say a very good day yesterday and obviously a shout out to uh, Cameron who uh, scored a hat trick yesterday as well yeah. so he's got a shout out and he'll be very happy with that well done Cameron uh, bossing it yesterday with a hat trick we do Did like he get the match ball and take it home I wonder that's I'm sure Ballon Mariners wouldn't have been very happy if that was the case <laughs> uh, I do like it when the teams put their stats on we, we like I do have a quick check and if there's any hat tricks or anything like that we do try to to shout the players See, out. We're working yeah. in sync, but we didn't even need to discuss that. We're in sync, you and me. We're, it's, you know, we're, we're not bad at this now. It's taken us a long time to get going, but you know, we're not too, we're not too shabby. <laughs> Into League Five, uh, and just one game played yesterday, but it was uh, a game involving that top half of of um, the table still battling it out, still going toe to toe. This week, Argentina win three one against Clapham Wanderers. Uh, a mixed bag of a season. It still doesn't feel like Argentina first have got going this season yet, Graham. Yet they find themselves uh, two points outside of the uh, promotion places, traditional promotion places. Uh, this might be one of those divisions where the constitution might have a look at how close everyone is and decide to 
to shift some people up because for the influx of um, new teams going into the bottom two. But I'm not putting any thoughts into the constitution <laughs> writers. <laughs> who are the constitution writers? <laughs> who are these? Who are these elected people? We want to know who they are. They but hide it, behind these closed doors and all this nonsense, you know. It remains um, as tight as you like, and it's still um, all eyes on Sloan, of course, in this division. But Argentina, this might just be the catalyst, and they might just have kicked in uh, their season at the right time. Clapham Wanderers, no mugs whatsoever, but their season is saying mid-table um, finish all over it. Six wins, one draw and six defeats now for the boys from Clapham. And they were good at the beginning of the season. Don't forget that Argentina lift their record to seven wins, two draws and four defeats in 13 games. A pretty decent defensive record, not the highest of scorers in the division. Just 25 in 13 goals in 13 games is goal shy for them. But that defensive record of less of they've conceded less goals than games played is the best in the seat in the division. Maybe that's going to be the thing. That tight, stingy defense of the um, Argentinians is going to be the thing that potentially gets them over the line. That's a good win for me, Graham. Yeah, no, I agree. There's two points, two key points, I think, that comes out of that game yesterday. I think, firstly, from a Clapton Wanderers perspective, uh, done, they, had to, they had to win from an outside perspective. Yeah, they had to win yeah, that game yesterday. Yeah, and that, yeah. that, would have, that would have kept them in it, bar the shouting. Yeah. Um, so they're now out of it. As you say, it's now mid-table. Too many games played, six defeats is not going to get you promotion in a very tight division. And from an Argentina perspective, you know, that they've recovered. They've recovered from that um, loss um, last week um, at Sloan and you know their season is back on track and you know out of the three games that they've still got to play I'm still of the belief that they've got to win the three games yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but they've shown signs there particularly against a good Clapton Wanderers side that they're able to then um, get that result on the board uh, yeah this is going to this, this I think you could get a premier scenario of two years ago where there's going to be like three teams on the last game of the season and you know the title essentially could go anywhere. I can, I can see that last day scenario panning out at the moment. And the fixture secretary, God rest his soul, um, I'm sure will do everything he can to try and facilitate his exciting end and finish to this division because um, I think it's been outstanding with six teams for a large part of the season being part of the conversation. With it was six, we're now down to five, which is still incredible in the middle of February that we, you know, five different teams potentially could still win this division. Absolutely. Uh, if we quickly scan through the fixtures for this coming week, it looks like everyone's in cup action. Cup action. Yeah. So I, we... I like to prolong the agony, Andrew, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's looking like we've got another, uh, we've got a week without league five fixtures. They, we are quite a way down the line apart from Sloan. Everyone is well ahead on their fixtures in league five. Uh, St. Matthew Project first have finished for the season, yep. in fact. Yep. Uh, so they can take it. They, they didn't need to play this week that lot. Right. Okay. They can put their flip-flops on, but they just have to find a destination where actually you've got some warmth and sunshine. <laughs> it's certainly not the UK at the minute. No. Uh, it was actually, it was chilly this morning, actually, walking the kids to school. It was, it was warm bit... yesterday. No, I'm not yeah. being funny. It was warm yesterday afternoon. That sunshine was really, really warm. Mm. But it doesn't that always happen when it absolutely hammers down like all night and then in the morning, then you always get bright blue skies afterwards. Mm. It's, and mm. then or everyone's sitting on their backside. All the football's been taken away. And then you look at the conditions and you think, why didn't that happen 24 hours later? The team enjoying the sunshine yesterday in the afternoon and three points. Graham, that 
LMT turned up this week. <laughs> they beat Rygate Robots 3-2, uh, condemning Rygate Robots to staying in the relegation zone. Uh, and it is a struggle for them. LMT uh, into fifth, fifth place. Yep, they have definitely moved. They jump above Junction Elite. Um, thirds, a couple of games played more for them. But LMT just proven again, much like our mates over at Clapham Chiefs, Graham, they probably end up being the best of the rest in uh, in League Six. Uh, and uh, Ram and uh, Mitchum Strollers. It's going to be a tough one to fight to catch them, but Atletico Madrid reserves must be. They, they were supposed to play round this weekend, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, it was lucky they didn't play because one of the Ram players was uh, tactically chundering before the game yesterday. Did so just... I, so I saw, and, and even I got, <laughs> even I got a shout out in the WhatsApp group. So you know, I was quite happy with that. Someone I think laughing at me, wading through puddles over at Wandsworth Common. Cheers for that, mate. Um, I, what I liked is that someone said. Uh, I've ta- ta- tactically, tactically chundered, chundered. This yeah. and then someone's gone. Do you still fancy a, a carvery? Straight after. <laughs> that is revolting. That's so revolting. Good. So good. You can't turn down a carvery. Uh, it it just reminds me of a, a scenario where I was out with somebody, you know, quite a few years ago, and um, we were going to some bar or something in Clapham, and he was just as sick as anything. And he was in the. We were in the back of a taxi, and the window went down, and the sick came out, and it was all up the side of the. T- Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen. And then that was it. Straight in the straight in the place, like in roast dinner and all. It's like fucking hell. How do you do that? Ugh. Yeah, my stomach could be just. Ugh. Wow. So yeah, whenever I get a scenario, I always think of that scenario because that's about the worst one <laughs> I think I can ever remember. It's not great. I'm. I don't do blood. I don't do vomit, and I don't do. I don't do any of that. I can't. Ugh. I'm a bit squeamish. Well, uh, the Ram boys didn't have to play their game. A big game of the season that was postponed yesterday. I hope they enjoyed their carvery, by the way. Yeah, I hope you did. Other, Toby Carvery is my favourite, but other places are available. <laughs> no, I, I quite like a Carvery myself. I've got to be honest. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, R's roast beef, though, however, would trump that. To be fair. Yeah, nothing like a homemade, a homemade uh, roast dinner. Oh, I could do with one of them now. Right, League Seven, um, and one game played, and it was a battle of the basement boys, and probably this result hasn't helped anyone. No, uh, although it is a tribute to the man himself, so we have to pay our respects to Desmond Tutu. Um, but yeah, Olympic Mayonnaise probably needed a win here. Uh, Graham, they have got games in hand on Barnstormers, and it is Barnstormers and their form uh, that is the most alarming in the league, you'd have to say. Uh, but yeah, a two all draw doesn't really help Olympic Mayonnaise that much. Mm. Oh. This is a hard one. This is a hard one because I agree with the way that you phrased it, where they would both want to get the win. I think just because Olympic have got the two games in hand, I kind of feel like the draw is not the worst result, bearing in mind they are only three points behind and they've got those two games in hand. I think obviously they would have liked to have won, but if you're not going to win and you're not at your best and it's a bit squeaky bum time, with the two games in hand and the three point gap they would have probably taken a point maybe syndicate I think would be probably more disappointed because they could have put gap they could have put a distance between the two teams and really put the Mayo under a lot of pressure yeah. Uh, but yeah 2-2 is really no good for either team but I agree with your your other point about Barnstormers their their run is alarming absolutely alarming and um, if you was to ask me to put money I'd, I'd put Barnes at the moment to probably finish bottom 
Yeah, it looks that way. And, you know, the two games and ad would put, if if Olympic Monet's got two draws out of those two games, uh, they would put Barnstormers into the relegation zone. Do Olympic Mayonnaise have Barnstormers to play uh, for, between now and the end of the season, Graham? Yeah, well, that would be that would be extraordinary if they did. Um, can I can I have a moment, please, caller, and I will check <laughs> yeah. this for you? Yes, you certainly can. While we're here, let's have a look at the uh, League Seven table. Deportivo all but crowned uh, champions um, of League Seven. Uh, similarly. Uh, the Vauxhall Virgins looking likely to finish in the runners-up places. Uh, top two, they have been supreme this season, you have to say, uh, in League 7. Southwest Fox is the best of the rest by the looks of it, um, although Westminster Fools will have something to say. Egg Fried Roos and their second half of the season rally uh, makes their mid-table again. Uh, Southwest Athletic, Syndicate, Barnstormers and Olympic Mayonnaise should all be worried. I can't see Egg Fried Roos getting dragged into that uh, mess at the bottom, uh, but I can certainly see Graham Southwest Athletic Syndicate and, as I said, Barnstormers and Olympic Mayonnaise being involved in this relegation scrap. Mm. Can you also see me grinning like a Cheshire cat at the moment? They have got each other to play. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> People criticise you, Graham. <laughs> um. Unpaid volunteer, and but you are the, the puppet master oh. in which in where you control the league fixtures to maintain a steady flow of big game after big game. That's um that's huge. That's that huge is... because Barnes have only got two games to play. Barnes have only got two games to play. He's got syndicate this week and then obviously um Olympic uh, mayonnaise. So that is it doesn't set up. get any bigger than that. That is set up as good as an end to the season in terms of creating drama. That's as um I couldn't have even done that if I would have even planned it. Well, so <laughs> barn barnstormers have syndicate and Olympic mayonnaise to, to yeah to play yeah. Jesus, that is huge, uh, isn't it? Uh, um, wow. Uh, I I would suggest I would suggest from a Barnes perspective, Must they need win. four four points minimum. Anything less, I think they're toast. Yeah, I agree. Possibly even six. If they beat, if they beat Olympic, that's the team they've got to beat. Yeah, I think so. You look at look at Olympic Mayonnaise's record. Uh, they've lost, they've lost seven, uh, and they've drawn or won the rest. So five, two wins and three draws. If they've got how many games have they got left? Yeah, Olympic have play? got a play. I can give you Olympics fixtures. They're going to play Southwest Athletic at home, mm, um, yep. and then they've got to play um, Olympic Barnstormers, and they've got to play Vauxhall Virgins. The Vauxhall game, you wouldn't rate their chances. No, you got to write the Vauxhall Virgins game off, but they'll need they'll probably need to beat Barnstormers uh, and Southwest and Southwest Athletic, won't they? Yeah, I mean, when that game comes, Barnes Olympic, that is as good as relegation six-pointer as you're ever likely to get. And I would suggest, definitely, if Barnes lose it, I think they're toast. Um, if Olympic get a point, they've still got that cushion, haven't they, of the two games in hand? So it's yeah. going to depend on what they do with that. And when the game comes, if that comes last game. <sighs> I think Graham's just, just showed his hand on what he plans to do with that fixture. I I, I try. I always, always, always try. But, you know, some of it is out of my hands in terms of who's got a book pitch and whatever. And, you know, we don't want lost pitches. So, you know, you just play the next game. But um, where I can in all of these divisions at the top and the bottom, the longer that I can keep the intensity and the integrity and the drama. I mean, it gives us something to talk about every week, right? 
Yeah. That's what it's all done for the podcast, Andrew. <laughs> I wasn't this good before. <laughs> Someone's taking notice of why of how and why you do the fixtures now. Uh, and I'm the most pernickety I wasn't born, wanker I wasn't, in Sunday League football. Yeah, but I wasn't born a I wasn't born a fixtures secretary. I wasn't I I I never had the uh, aim or ambition ever to become a fixture secretary. I just fell into it and you know it's a pain in the butt in terms of a job, but actually I quite enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It's very it's like, good. as you say, puppet master. That's a that's my I, I've lost my knighthood and I've been called a puppet master. There you go. League eight at one game played and it was a very, very big game indeed. A game in hand nonetheless for Venetia Dons chasing down AFC Old Town. Uh, in League 8 for the title. Um, East Putney, though, faced, uh, proved to have uh, proven to be a very decent side uh, on their day this season so far, Graham. Uh, mixed bag, maybe, on the back of this. Uh, this was their sixth defeat, and then sorry for the spoilers, uh, their sixth defeat in 15. Six wins, three draws, and now six defeats for East Putney. But as I say, they have spoiled parties so far this season. Venezia Dons, though, brushed them aside, it's fair to say. Um, an afternoon kickoff officiated by um, our very own Graham. 5-1, Graham. Uh, is that a fair reflection on the game? I think it probably was in the end. I mean, it was a good game at half-time. It was level. It was at 1-1. Uh, Dons going 1-0 up. Putney getting a good good equaliser. And, you know, it was a competitive game at that point. But, yeah, um, particularly from a Don's perspective, third, fourth and fifth goals. You know, there's some absolutely superb strikes amongst amongst them, really. And, you know, when you're as clinical as they are and you're finishing in the way that they finished, um, you know, you leave the goalkeeper almost with absolutely no chance, really, um, with some of the some of the finishing. And you can tell with Venezia Dons, they're just very, very um, comfortable about where they're at. They know, you know, had a little chat afterwards. They know what they've got to do. It's old town of the team they're hunting down. But we've now got a scenario in this this League 8, Andrew, where four months ago we were all giving the title, me included, to AFC Old Town. And now it's in Venezia Dons' hands. I mean, yeah. is it going to get to a point from... Oh, difference is, in their, is on their side as well, Graham. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's in their hands. They win that. The, the goal difference is better by three. It'll be better by at least four if they win that game in hand. I mean, that's just an incredible finish, really, from um, uh, Venezia Dons with the run that they've been on, um, win after win after win. I mean, East Putney weren't bad yesterday. I would say that they weren't bad. They were beaten by some, you know, ludicrous strikes, I would say. Um but yeah, it they love a fun makes... bastard, didn't they? Venetia yeah, they Dons. do. They do. Um, and there was two or three of those yesterday. But when you look at Old Town's fixtures, and you're going to love, you're going to love this again, Andrew, because <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> Broomwood away. Broomwood yep. away. Dara away. Yep. Venetia Dons away. Oh. Golden Bennett. Dara reserves I mean, uh, is not an easy fixture no, either. I mean, by the I'm way. almost, I'm almost sort of drooling. <laughs> Broomwood and Venezia Dons are very, very tough fixtures for Old Town. They got it all right until about six weeks ago. They they couldn't put a foot wrong in League Eight, but they're having their wobble at the wrong time. And you know, we always say the see it's about a season. It's not about periods. It's about the whole season and. I'd be gutted. I'd be gutted for Old Town if if it doesn't happen. Well, they've led them. it from the front, right from yeah. the top, right from the start. They've led it. But you know, the, the boys at Venezia Dons—they're putting the—they're grafting, aren't they? And Broomwood, 
they don't give a lot away, Andrew. They don't give a lot away. I have to say, you know, they're very organised. They know their jobs. They're very disciplined. I think they're a good side, you know. I think they're a good side. But I've seen Broomwood this year. I've seen Broomwood. I know how good they are. They, you could make a good case for them, you know, finishing in that top two. And and I certainly wouldn't, even though it's a, a tall order. I'm I'm not going to rule Borussia Batsy out at this point. I was going to say to think... you, is it is it two from three or is it are we including Borussia Batsy? I think you have to include them at the moment, but I think out of the six games they've got to play, I think they need six wins. Yeah, well, I think which, it needs to which be is flawless a hard, from them. Now. It's yeah. a hard. That's a hard ask when they've got to play Dara, St Matthews B, SW Lions, uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion, Dara reserves, SW Lions again. I mean, on paper. They haven't got those teams above them. That's not the worst set of fixture lists. So, you know, they could put 18 on the board and then that would make it extremely interesting why the others are all taking points off of each other. Um, Old Town, Old Town, as I've given their fixtures, Venezia Dons, home, home to Old Town, home to Matthews Project B, away to Broomwood, great game, and away Ooh. to Dara Reserve. So two massive, massive games for Dons. And from a Broomwood perspective... Home to Old Town again. Cool. Wow. Uh, home to Dara Reserves, home to East Putney and Broomwood at home to Venezia Dons. So Broomwood have got to play both of them. That is that is not done, is it? That is not done at all. So, you know, get your, get your uh, blindfold on and get your darts and your dartboard out, folks, and um, throw your arrows and see where they end up because that is... Um, <laughs> That is as exciting as end to, to division as you're going to get anywhere in the league out of the 12 divisions. That's Absolutely. unbelievable. Get your popcorn out and tune in to the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network, the Sunday league show in between now and the end of May uh, and keep up with all of the goings on. Uh, in the, It's been the best division in uh, Southern Sunday this season for the, for the um, excitement and the competitiveness for me. Uh, we're looking still... Uh, all the way down to sixth place. Exonians, a very, very capable team, as are Southwest Lions and Dara Reserves, are not rolling over at all. So, yeah, I, I just think wanna... SW Lions, I think, are going to go for the cups. That's what they've said that they're going to do. Yeah, from a Dara perspective, obviously, he's got games in hand over Bellum and Clapham Albion and um, St Matthews. They'll just want to try and finish as high up as the table as they can. And actually, their results in recent weeks would suggest to me that they are going to do that. So, I think Bellum and Clapham Albion, and particularly St Matthews B, are um, bang in trouble. Absolutely. While we're here, uh, I did make a flippant comment about Borussia Battersea not having the Selk logo on their sleeve. They certainly have got their. Uh, was it on the, that? Was it on that kit? No, it was on the uh, their, their other kit that they. That's weren't what wearing. I said. I think it'd be the yellow kit that it was on because yeah, it certainly it was. wasn't the one. But I can I can vouch for Sporting Continental yesterday on their purple kit. The Selk Grow Grassroots logo was on display on the arm. I did see that yesterday. Yeah, and Hugo, he may not have been playing yesterday. I didn't see him he on the team sheet, no. but he manufactured the, the the logo with a with a certain sort of um, bound uh, border on it, so that it sits nicely on the sleeve and one piece. So the, the the logo that people use or that we can supply, it fits nicely on the sleeve, and and you can color code it the border of the of the logo because of Hugo. Just one of the many brilliant things that Hugo has helped with behind the scenes and he's a great guy i miss seeing his name on team sheets he's a great guy love him right league eight still very one, much trundling on one cup game one cup game played sadly one gas seniors against uh, southwest rangers in the surrey prem cup wasn't played yesterday so that is a thorn in the side of the fixture secretary but that game will get played eventually hopefully next week 
Um, the boys can sort that one out. One Chairman's Cup fixture. Uh, and we were raving about the Chairman's Cup a couple of weeks ago, Graham, saying what a great competition it is. But it's mm. going to be it's going to be a pain in the bum, I think, if the weather continues to, to get the Chairman's Cup, being such a large cup and brilliant cup that it is, and giving teams football they want and need uh, until the end of May. Um, it's a big cup, a one-round played, and Mitchum Strollers continued their excellent season, albeit with a 2-1 win uh, against the London North Cope side we potentially expected them to beat. I think it's just as routine as win you're likely to get. 2-1. These teams don't roll each other over, you know, by a walkover. If you're going to get a win against either of these, I think it's generally a tight game and obviously tight in Mitchum's favour yesterday. Obviously, conditions might have been... um, um, Mitchum might have been a problem. um, But, yeah, I mean, they've got the result. Again, performances don't matter in the Cup. And, um, yeah, they go um, go through to the second round. So, yeah, uh, a good run, obviously, in the league for them. And they've still got cup interest. So they'll be happy with that. Second round draw, um, you know, is, I say, favourable for them. I, I wouldn't say necessarily favourable. Wimbledon Wolves or Deportivo away. It'd be an intriguing game. Very much so. That is good the test. end. That is the end of all the results from yesterday. I think we've done a good job there, Graham. <laughs> Listen, someone texted me yesterday and said, oh, the podcast is going to be a bit light this week. And I went, it won't be like, I said, we'll get an hour at least. <laughs> I guarantee it. I said, because I like to talk. No, it's been good. Uh, but that is all the fixtures for the 18th. I'll see you on the other side for the games on the 25th. Thank you. Next up on the podcast is a weather affected North Kent Sunday Football League. There's no way. There's no other way to put it, Rav. Only three league games surviving and one county cup game played. Um, yeah, weather weather affected massively this week on the North Kent Sunday Football League. Yeah, big time. Uh, I thought we would have got away with it, especially up at Kings Farm where we had a few uh, big games going ahead. Um, Kings Farm's normally the more reliable of the, the, the grounds we've got around the local area. Um, but when, when Kings Farm's affected, you know, it's going to be a, a pretty sodden day um and there's a bit of even some late drama with cascades being on um teams getting up there and then being called off by the council as they were up there so no. um a bit disappointing but if the pitches survive the rest of the season then it was worth the cancellation for one week yeah uh, and yeah that is a shame for the late notification but uh, it is what it is i guess uh all the games we're going to talk about now for all four of them uh, are from sunday the 18th of february uh, no senior game surviving, so we get, we go straight to Division One uh, and Dartford Eagles two, uh, Hollisters four. Um, a big win that for Hollisters, a, a place below Dartford Eagles in the league. Um, not been a, not been in uh, amazing form. Hollisters beaten eight three last week by the Old Lever Bottle. Uh, their last win was a three one win against uh, Champions at the end of February. Uh, But a good way for Hollisters to bounce back after heavy defeat uh, with a team going for promotion in in the old liver bowl. So to beat Dartford Eagles, uh, a team around them, um, that should should act as a real good springboard for Hollisters to to move away from this relegation. Yeah, definitely. Um, They probably would have seen this as a a massive game, game where they can get their three points and get some form and some confidence back. Um, And they've they've shown that they can do that. Um, 
Dark League was again have been in similar kind of form as Hollister's up and down. Um, both teams concede a lot of goals, um, but Hollister's firepower's got seen them through. Absolutely, South Durham in in improved form as well, probably just enough to make Hollister say, "Come on, boys, let's pull our socks up here." We've got we've got South Durham getting back to form. There's plenty of football left to play in Division One uh, as well. Don't forget uh, with the third extra round of fixtures. Uh, coming into place. Uh, Gravesend United, the next opposition for South Durham next week. Hollister's uh, taking on uh, Rising Eagles uh, in will not, in what will not be uh, an easy game for each of those two teams. They're occupying the bottom places, uh, but a good win this week for Hollister's nonetheless. Their third win of the season, 11 points on the board for them, scoring their 31st goal of the year as well, conceding their 56th, making their Hollister's actually uh, the, the the highest conceding team in the division so far. Uh, other results, we have to go to Division 2 uh, and the two results there were as follows. Legends 7, uh, Halls Development 1 uh, and Taverners and Castle Hill sharing a Desmond in tribute to the man himself, a 2-2. Let's start actually with the big result there. Legends Sports jump up to fifth place in the table um, a 7-1 win against the Halls development side, who we have said uh, could be decent, but they now find themselves at the bottom of the table, um, Rav. Um, and a, a bad week, maybe, for there not to be re- enough results for us to put a results of the week poll together, because Legends have had an absolute screamer. Yeah, definitely. Um, they probably would have been one of the selections. Uh, and so with there being hardly any games, the, the Legends and the Taverners, Games were the games I saw up at Springhead. Um, and to be fair, it looked very comfortable for Legends. Um, kind of cutting through halls at will at times. Um, and to be fair, Legends, like I said, since that game against Greenways when I last saw them um, play, um, they've they've improved massively. Um, some confidence running through the camp. Um, and you see they've added some quality. Um, one of the guys on the side, I mentioned uh, that... Uh, a lad wearing the number 10, I can't remember his name was. Um, looked young, uh, plays at a decent level on a Saturday. Um, uh, I think Canterbury Can- City was mentioned, but the, okay. the team was, un- he was unsure if it is that team that he plays for, but um, very tidy on the ball. Uh, and you could see a lot of the a lot of the play went through him and uh, you could see that, that that extra bit of quality was on their side. And once they got that, that lead, um, uh, the Halls looked a bit toothless um, a lot of effort, but legends were, were, like I said, cutting through them and, and scoring it well. To be fair, I felt sorry for the keeper. He made some great saves, um, especially near the end. It was just um, the ball just never ran for him, and it ended up going towards legends players with easy tap ins and just converting those chances. A good win, nonetheless. Sorry to the legends boys, but with only three league fixtures, we just we we prefer. Uh, a larger selection of games, but Legends, yeah, definitely a standout result of the day in uh, the North Kent Sunday football. And we must mention the two-all draw. Uh, Taverners, uh, second from bottom uh, at the start of play and at the end of play yesterday. 2 nil down against third place Castle Hill, uh, dragging them back uh, to two-all. Uh, pleasing for me because it meant Rav uh, missed out on his 2-1 that he had predicted. I missed out. Uh, on my 2-1 as well, to be fair. But neither of us scoring points yesterday. Uh, we both went 2-1 apiece. Uh, one, uh, Rav for 
at Castle Hill and me for Taverners. But what a game that must have been. What a game of two halves. Football is a wonderful game and all that stuff. It, it was. And to think that Castle Hill were coasting that first half, they had ample opportunities to, to kill the game off. Um, like I said, it, it was 2 at half-time. And then um, that second half, it just, it, it just didn't kick on. Uh, a lot of the ball. And slowly, slowly, you see Taverners getting into it, obviously, um, knowing one goal would change the game. Um, and then out of nowhere, the Taverners goalkeeper got simbined. Right, and okay. you think this is a, this is a time um, for... Castle to kill the game off, get a third. Um, but didn't test um, Sam Miles, who went in goal for Taverners. Didn't test him at all. Well, I think he had one free kick to do with and a shot, um, which he saved comfortably. Um, and uh, to be fair, there's one occasion where he's actually come charging at a goal um, and one of the Castle players has gone around him and still not managed to get an effort in on goal. It's an open goal as well. Um, and... Late on, I'd say 85th minute, Taverner scored their first from a set piece. Again, it was a, to be fair, it was an error by um, the Castle Hill goalkeeper who should really have just launched the ball up pitch. He tried doing some nonsense with it, taking a player on and got tackled, gave away a corner um, and compounded one mistake with another by coming out to the corner. Didn't need to, and they headed it in. And literally the next set piece, another corner, another header. It's like basically an identical goal. Um, and that was literally with about a minute to go, uh, making it two all. Um, which, to be fair, is a good result. Good result to have in his as well. Um, from two 0 down, plus a couple of weeks ago, Castle beat them four one in a cup. So two 0 at half time, they were probably thinking the worst. Yeah, uh, Daniel Ginnity grabbing uh, a brace for Taverners to claw the game back. Available point uh, with some games in hand in the teams above and Ridgeway Darts probably looking over their shoulder. Uh, legend sports as well could, are catchable uh, by Taverners. They'll be looking upwards rather than at uh, Halls of Element, who seem to be hitting a bit of a bump in, uh, in a road for their season. Uh, but Ridgeway Darts uh, and Legends certainly likely to be keeping an eye on Taverners' results for the rest of the season. Uh, next up for Taverners uh, is um, a cup game against Cobham. A tough, tough fixture at the moment for anyone uh, in the North Kent Sunday Football League. Cobham scoring goals for fun. Um, Castle Hill play. Uh, let's have a look. Castle Hill play. Um, Riverview in the cup. Uh, that might be a bit more comfortable for them. Uh, in the Kent Sunday Junior Cup, Division One, Rising Eagles uh, fighting on many fronts at the moment. Uh, they've got a Division One title uh, and some cups uh, domestically uh, that they're in as well. They also have had giving it away. The Kent Sunday Junior Cup uh, to contend with, and they faced pretty tough opposition, it must be said, uh, in Westford's Division One. Uh, Mammoths, Barnes, uh, a club that's been going for 20 something years, uh, a real close knit bunch of friends, supplemented with some real quality uh, footballers, uh, and a tough, tough ask for uh, rising talents. Uh, Barnes getting a professional job done 2 0. Uh, if all uh, accounts are to be believed. Uh, a friend of mine, Steve Hughes, ref the game, said it was all Barnhurst. Um, They were comfortable. Uh, on the 4G over there at, at Meridian, I think the game got moved from the from the grass to the, the 4G because uh, the, the venue decided that this game, that the King Cup should take priority, which is good for both teams to get a game played yesterday. Uh, but rather step too far for Rising Eagles, but 
that might not be such a bad thing for them. Uh, seeing of a bit of they've got a bit of a fixture backlog uh, in the North Kent Sunday Football League, they can fully focus on domestic stuff now and continue on what has been a pretty decent season for them so far. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they'll be gutted not not getting into the next stage. Um, it's been a, a good little cup run for them. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's just a a result too far. I don't think in the last couple of weeks where they've they've dropped in form um, going into this cup game is probably not the best form they've had. No. Um, and so when you're coming up against a quality side like Barnest, um, in a in a horrible conditions to be fair, and then. In a in a big game like that, the last thing you want to be doing is coming into on the back of a couple of defeats and mm. some poor performances, um, and it's obviously just 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 been a bit too much for them. Absolutely, uh, the perfect way for uh, Rising Eagles to bounce back this coming week is against Hollisters. Uh, obviously, Hollisters uh, at the bottom end of Division One uh, with that um, with that decent win themselves this weekend. So not the the the. If they could have picked someone, I wouldn't say it would be Hollisters for their first game back in the league. Uh, but Rising Eagles uh, with a good opportunity to 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 rise, raise themselves, no pun intended, uh, and get back to, to winning ways. Rav, short but sweet this week uh, in our results section. Uh, I'll see you on the other side for our uh, reviews and our predictions for the games being played on the 25th of Feb. Oh, catch you in a bit. Last, but by no means least this week. And we are last with the Westford section and Gibbs. Gibbs, how are you doing? I'm well, player. But being last, mate, that's not uh, that's not great. You know what I mean? It's only last because we've got the cup draw, the JW Brickwork cup draw coming later on in the podcast. And you know I like the cup final, the cup draws to see each podcast out. So that is why Westford are last this week. We've got Jace joining us shortly. Um, for that JW Brickwork Cup. We've seen him again after the PCC draw, Gibbs. We're, we're sick of the bloke. People will start talking soon. He keeps coming around. <laughs> but yeah, um, hope everyone, that was a good draw, wasn't it, for the Plumpsy Cup before we move on. What a, what a great uh, draw that was. Couldn't have done it any better. Oh, mate, some uh, some great games, to be fair. Um, some good good ties as it is. And if they win their uh, their next round, the quarterfinal games could be uh, some real good games. Games worthy of the final, to be honest. Yeah, plenty of that. We'll get to those. So what one game played yesterday uh, in a weather-beaten uh, fixture list, it has to be said. And apologies if mistakes are made for it. Uh, Jace hasn't removed the postponed fixtures from the results. Again, Jace in trouble uh, with the podcast this week. Uh, first up in the Supreme Trophies combination, Metrogas getting a home walkover uh, against Rising Talents. Rising Talents not playing their game. Just one more league fixture uh, for the Metrogas boys to to play. Uh, and let's see if that one's been cast. That note hasn't been cast. Uh, but one more game for them to play. Rising Talents with a few more. But I think the league table is the league table. So the cups are all set, Gibbs. And now that second phase or the secondary phases of that top division, the cup competition's kicking now. Uh, which will be exciting and uh, more finals to to plan uh, for the Westford committee and VCD. Yeah, only 15 of them, mate, to plan. It's all right. Be, be easy. <laughs> uh, no Division 1 games um, survived yesterday. So we go straight to the Able Environmental Division 2 uh, and a top of the table clash between Avery Hill Athletic 
and Footscray Lions. Uh, the result ending unsurprisingly at the moment, the form they're in. Avery Hill, four. Footscray Lions, two. Um, and a little Twitter um, back and forth with Avery Hill yesterday. I criticised Wayne for only scoring one. I'm not sure the boys realised I was joking because he was, they said, oh, he's playing in midfield. He didn't get his normal three. He just scored the one, the one yesterday, which for him um, is a bad week. Uh, and as I said, I was only joking when I said that. But yeah, 4-2 against Footscray Lions, keeping Avery Hill top, stretching their lead to nine points over uh, New Parker away in cup action. Uh, but that um, goal difference is looking healthy for Avery Hill as well, Gibbs. Yeah, um, just a machine at the minute, isn't they? Um, getting the results over the line. But I did say to Martin last night, I spoke to... Um, Martin from Footscray last night. I don't think that's a bad result, to be fair, because Avery will been blowing teams away. So yeah, I don't think four two. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of positives to take from that. I mean, Avery obviously got the youth on their side against Footscray, um, a little bit of an Asian team, but to to lose four two, I think um, I think that, that they they could take positives from that. And Avery, obviously, they've got a lot of big games coming up. Um, but yeah, as we said, they're a machine. They just um, I think is it fourteen on the bounce or something that they said on Twitter yesterday. I think I yeah. saw. So um, amazing achievement from them. To be fair, I mean, in Sunday League at any level to go fourteen games um, unbeaten is a uh, is a great achievement. So congrats to them. Massive achievement. Uh, two big games coming up, or three big games coming up for them. Uh, all cup fixtures. They play rising talents from the combination uh, this weekend, uh, and then the following weekend. They play uh, New Park in the uh, Lenwera Memorial Trophy. And again, they play New Park in the Able Environmental Burt Holloway Trophy. Hey, Bert. So big games for Avery Hill to play. That will really test their credentials. Um, Crayford Athletic gave SE Niners the 69ers a home walkover yesterday. Unfortunately, Crayford Athletic couldn't just wait a little bit to see if their game was called off uh, like everyone else uh, at Meridian. It would have been, um, which is a real shame. Um, but yeah, SE Niners get the, get the win, a much needed win for them uh, as they're hanging on to that sort of promotion party, but they may have left too much to do, uh, especially with Footscray Lions with a couple of games in hand. They'll be up there as well uh, once they catch up into uh, Division 3 uh, and another team who couldn't wait uh, for the to see what the weather had done, uh, Kingfisher gave Fleet Down um, a walkover yesterday. So Fleet Down benefiting from that, they go into second place in um, Division Three. They jump ahead of Tudor Sports Rangers. Um, probably would have gone their way anyway. So Fleet Down probably more upset about not getting the goals, Gibbs, because they are quite a way behind the Old Fortronians in terms of their goal difference. Yeah, I think if they win their games, though, that's the main thing. Make the points, but. Like you say, the, the the goals would have would have been good for Fleet Down, but um, I th- um, yeah, I mean, I think the points would be more valuable for them. True, if they do win their two games now and on Old Fortronians, they go too clear. So that's a massive, massive game uh, between them two. Uh, uh, they are due to play each other because I can see it was pos- a fixture between the two of them was postponed uh, this yep. week already. Um, so we know the Old Fortronians Fleet Down games coming. Uh, Bexy will be having one eye on it as well, although um, they slipped up. Um, in, they've drawn probably too many games at the minute, uh, but a very, very good end to Division 3. In Division 4, 
straight there. Uh, and uh, no games played yesterday, although the walkover confirmed for um, Foresters against a Bexley Wanderers side who gives, I think it's fair to say, they folded, haven't they? They've, they've gone yeah. there, haven't they? Yeah, Bexley have folded, yeah. Sad to see because uh, they've been in West for as long as we have. We had a good battle with them on our first season, but um, yeah, they've folded, unfortunately. I think lack of players. I did that fixture um, with Foresters as the home side against Bexley Wanderers, and it wasn't a wasn't a drubbing in in any way. I, it was it a draw? Let me try. It was two one to Foresters, and uh, Bexley Wanderers didn't look that bad. But yeah, it's gone from bad to worse for them as the season's gone on, uh, and we know the stresses and strains, financial or whatever, getting players together. It's just it's come to a head with Bexley Wanderers. We wish all them players the best, and anyone that wants to carry on playing football, I'm guessing they're going to have to shake a leg and find a team because the, the transfer signing window closes at the end of February. Um, end of March, is. Oh, end of March, is it? End of March, yeah. Okay. Into Vulture Sports Division 5 uh, and the one game surviving over there was Greenwich Battle Cruisers 3, Chimera nil, a comfortable Greenwich Battle Cruisers win against title rivals, one of many title rivals to um, to their crown, uh, along with uh, Springfield United Blues. Uh, but Gibbs, you watched some of this and said Battle Cruisers very comfortable. You can't you can't remember seeing Josh having to make a save. No, I mean the Springfield Blues lads was there. Omar and his lads were there watching. Um, I think yeah, I think Chimir a bit of a disappointing performance from them yesterday. Um, just with their results and they needed the win. Um, I thought they might have gone for it a little bit more, but um, the battle cruisers were just were just comfortable throughout. That Josh didn't make a save for the for the, the the time that I was there watching the game, and um, I think it's Jack up front. I think for uh, battle cruisers, I think he was just he was a, he was just t- too strong for for Chimera. He put himself about. He won loose balls fifty fifties, and um, yeah, he, he played played really well. So it was. Um, a great result, really, for for Battle Cruisers. It kind of cements them at the top, really. I think it that result potentially could have knocked Shamira out of the running, and now it's um, Spring or Blues really to win over to them to win their games in hand. But I think the the Cruisers have set the pace, and um, they're being efficient about what they're doing, and really they they're, they're looking nailed on. But it's the Blues have got it to play for with, with their games, so it's gonna make it interesting into the season. Absolutely. Uh, Spring Hill Blues with four games in hand and 17 goals to make up. The way they've scored uh, <laughs> at some parts of the season, you can certainly see them making up uh, the games in hand. Chimera maybe uh, this late run of form after a bit of a wobble at the start. These three defeats, I can't see Greenwich Battle Cruisers losing three. Sorry, boys, I may have just put the silk curse on you, but I can't see Battle Cruisers losing three for Chimera to come back into it. But it does look like it's going to be um, more than likely, uh, Spring Hill Blues uh, battling it out with the Cruisers at the top of League Five, a uh, Division Five. So we will see how these two go in their head-to-heads. Have they played each other yet this season? Let's have a quick scan through the games. I don't think they've played each other. No, I don't think the Blues and the Cruisers have played each other yet. No, that comes. Uh, that come. That will come, and we'll have two of those games towards the end of the season, which is. Really, really good. But yeah, Chimera have been on a fantastic run. Let's congratulate them. Uh, a couple of signings have really transformed them. Um, but yeah, that that may just be Chimera uh, concentrating on the promotion place as opposed to a title. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but 
six points is a lot to make up. Uh, it could be nine. Uh, and yeah, I can't see Battle Cruisers losing three of their remaining fixtures. Uh, into the best division in Westfar, the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6. The best. best. Seventh best division. No games played in the best division uh, this week. All games postponed, sadly. Uh, into the Kent Sunday Junior Cup. Uh, and Barnhurst waving the West for flag in uh, Kent FA competitions uh, down there on the 4G on Sunday. Uh, the game uh, saved, uh, being saved by a, a, a move of, of venue. Uh, and the Barnhurst boys would be grateful. 2-0 uh, against North Kent Sunday Football League side. The Rising Eagles, plenty of uh, mutual respect between the two sides. Um, match day referee Steve Hughes saying it was Barn Barnhurst were never going to lose the game. 2-0 was comfortable. 2-0 was the scoreline, but it was a bit more comfortable than that on the pitch, Gibbs. Yeah, congratulations to them. I mean, into the semi-final. Um, it's uh, they've, they've had a real good, strong run in the cup. 2-0 um, against the uh, Rising Eagles. I think they, they drew when they played pre-season three all, so they probably had a little bit of knowledge about each other um already but um yeah massive result for for Barnas and semi-final congratulations yeah well done boys hoping you go uh all the way now um it's not never easy getting to uh the cup uh, county cup finals um and for any team or any ref for that matter to get to uh county cup finals uh, is a special special thing it's the pinnacle of what you can do um, as a Sunday league, as a normal Sunday league team, uh, getting to your County Cup final. So uh, good luck to Barnast in the next round, whoever you get. Uh, last but not least, um, in our other uh, Open Cup, I like to call it the most inclusive cup in Sunday league football, the Vulture Sports Plumstead Challenge Cup. We all, all of us podcast hosts, didn't hope for... Uh, New Park, but we we hoped for the cup set because that's what we like. We like to see the lower place teams, the underdog. We haven't heard that phrase for a long time on a podcast. The underdog doing better, uh, the, doing beating the big boys. Um, but the class of Essie Dons showed through on uh, yesterday. Gibbs five nil to Essie Dons get the job done. We we did hope for New Park, obviously, uh, to get the job done, but. Uh, it sounds from all from all reports that it maybe could have been more for Essie Dons. They missed a lot of chances yesterday, uh, but 5-0 sounds very comfortable and New Park wouldn't have been beaten like that too often. No, I actually watched the game myself. Um, to be fair, New Park give a real good account of themselves and they, they can be proud of what, uh, what they've done yesterday. There was a, a big crowd there. Uh, they held their own. Um, the keeper for New Park, he pulled off some some real good top saves um, to keep it at nil nil. I think it was like two or three saves. Um, so he he really done well. But it it was just the I think um, it was it was like there was a lot of Saturday players on show for Dons yesterday. So it was like it 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 was they had that little bit extra about them. Um, do you know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to anyone. It was just they, they, they was just there was good players. You know, just little, little movements off the ball and um, it's just creating a little bit of space to themselves. But I said to Harry after at New Park, like you fucking, they done, they done really well yesterday. They, they give a good account of themselves. They was, they didn't um, like Don's could have done that to anyone on their day. So um, fair play to New Park. And I said that that won't define their season. They still got leagues and cups to play for. Um, 
So like they got they 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 still have a real good season. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? And I don't mean this to patronise them. The games that they've got coming up against Avery Hill in the cup are probably bigger for them than than that game was yesterday against Essie Dons because they've got a genuine they've got a genuine um, possibility of winning those competitions. There's other teams in the Plumstead Challenge Cup that that would have that could do that to anyone. The five nil wins. Uh, the Hatchams and the Red Velvets or, or, or whoever, Hartfords and Kingsfords, all big challenges. Uh, and New Park can focus now on their division and they can focus on the two cup games. They've got massive, massive games coming up. So they need to lift themselves uh, up at that one. That was a free swing for them. So well done to uh, Essie Dons for, uh, for that win. But a, a professional job by them. New Park, lift your heads up uh, and concentrate. Uh, on on getting to that, getting to at least one of those VCD finals that uh, that that it looks like you you're more than capable of doing, uh, Gibbs. That is all of the results from yesterday. A very quick uh, section there, but I'll see you on the other side for our predictions and our game to the week. See you soon, player. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So, we've done the results. Now, let's review the games happening in each of our leagues for Sunday, the 25th of February, nearly into March. Uh, I am joined again by Jamie Nimmo and our OBD SFL fixtures, as said, Jamie. Four games picked by uh, the man himself um, for the games we're about to uh, review. Um, all four games were postponed, Jamie, uh, that we predicted last week. The weather isn't looking particularly great this week. It's looking better than last week, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how the, how much damage is done. If it does rain this week of any sort of note, uh, we could have a reduced fixture list again next week. Just let's pray for some dry weather at least, yeah. and hopefully, you know, we can get it on. Uh, scores not too affected by the four postponements because we we're not very good anyway, Jamie. I mean, I'm winning, so <laughs> yeah, you're the only you're the only contributor beating me actually this season. So you're 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 um doing well. Right, the four games picked by Jamie. Game number one. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, six weeks ago, this is an away banker all day long, but not so much now. Elmstead taking on Bickley. Um, mixed bag uh, for both teams uh, since we've reviewed them. Uh, Bickley continue to be a little bit uh, up and down. Uh, they find themselves fifth in the table. Uh, their last um, three results have been a loss to Hatcham. Uh, a win against Farnborough and a win against Groundhoppers. Groundhoppers starting that excellent run shortly after to propel themselves to the top of the table. Elmstead's last few results uh, have been a 2-0 win over PSG, a 5-3 win over MSL and a very, very good looking 3-0 win um, against Spartans. Elmstead are the home team, if that makes any difference. That nice surface down at Pavilion. I actually refereed this this fixture at the end of last season and it was a, a comfortable um, Bickley win. Um, but I can't see it being that comfortable this time around, Jamie. No, me neither. <clears throat> it's a nod, isn't it, just to how well said have done in the, in the last few weeks, but this will be their biggest test in, in, in that kind of recent form. 
in that recent run is to is to where they're at. Obviously, great result last week again, clean sheet away at PSG. So, um, and Bickley not playing a lot of football at the minute. You no. know, it's kind of stop start with the weather, etc. And obviously, so they're not coming into this fully firing, and and that could work against them. Obviously, I said they've been playing pretty consistently, so they'll be they'll be fired up and ready to go. Um. I wouldn't. I would not put it past them to getting a win here, but I think Bickley might. They they know how to get it, the job done, don't they? Um. All right. I'm. I'm going to go two one Bickley. <laughs> I know why you've done that because you knew I was doing it. But <laughs> to be honest, I was now. I now thinking probably subconsciously yes, but I do think it's going to be that tight. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be a tight Bickley win as well. Um. Just because. Um. Yeah, they don't. It's got two one written all over it, but it has, and it really does. Yeah, it's got two one written all over it. Uh, I I can't go two one though, can I? So I'm going to go for. There's I'll, no rules against that. Nah, so you think we that's can't what do the that. result's going to be. You think that's We've what the result's going to be? We've never done that before. Um, and we'll and we're not starting now. I'm going to go three two Bickley. Although I, no, I'm not. I'm going to go one nil to Bickley. I think oh. it'll be that tight. I can't see that high at a goal-scoring game. Although Bickley have scored a few. Elmstead averaged just over two goals a game. Bickley have averaged three and a half goals at a game. But Elmstead form makes me think this is going to be a real ding-dong. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, that's a percentage. That's a playing percentage to me because we all know that I would have gone 2-1 there. I think everyone listening knows that. Uh Next up, game two, all Division One fixture. Uh, and talking of ding dongs, Long Lane welcome Westrom uh, up to Dursley Road. Uh, Long Lane second in Division One, nine played, six wins, two draws, and one defeat. A plus seventeen goal difference, uh, twenty uh, points on the board. Westrom same games played, nine. Uh, four wins, three draws and two defeats. Not a shabby season at all, but just showing the, the quality and competitiveness in Division 1. That puts Westrom fifth, only two defeats all season, uh, a plus eight goal difference and 15 points, five worse off than their opponents this coming Sunday. Jamie, nothing in it. Similar style teams can do that can play football the nice way and can and can go the other way as well. Um, it's tough to call. Uh, long Lane not kicked a ball uh, for uh, a very long time. Uh, they drew with LSU in their last game out. Before that, their, game, their last game was uh, the first week in January after Christmas with a 6-4 win against Royal Southwark. It's been stopped start. They've been trying to get friendlies to try and keep um, games going and, and keep uh, the boys together. Um, it's a tough ask for Long Lane, this one, because Westrum, if, 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 if they're not if they're not anything else, they're a real tight knit group. Um, and I think many of them play together on a Saturday. So they've got that already and they've been, they've been playing uh, games of football as well. So it's going to be a tough one for long lane, this one. Yeah, really tough one. And Western obviously showed that, you know, they can travel well too. I think they won that well away at West Wickham recently as well. So That's they right. won't go up, up there with any, any fears at all. Um, which, you know, pose a real threat for long lane and, and as you said, struggling to get that that competitive game week in, week out, you know, you, you might lose that edge. And as good as Long Lane are, 
um, and experience, you know, that the players that they've got, it, it, you just can't replicate that competitiveness of League and Cup games every week. So it might catch them a bit cold and uh, while they might score a lot of goals, I think Western will certainly cause them some problems too. So a, a really kind of intriguing game this. Mm. Um, it's just hard to see past Longley at home. And for example, you know, they conceded 40 well Southern, but they still got six at the other end. But I, I would like to think Western are a bit more capable than Royal Southern this season. So it might not be... Is as high scoring as that, I think. No. I'll maybe just go for long way to sneak it three two. Three two. I think you're right. And and had it been the other way around, I think I would have gone for my score. But for the home team, I think this is a real home uh, advantage type game, uh, with your own surroundings it, it making make the only advantage between the two. Two top sides. There's nothing between uh these two uh, on their day. Uh, are they both gonna have their day? I'm going to go 2-1 long lane at home. I'm thinking uh, the rest uh, for some of those boys will win their fresh going into this. Um, but yeah, Western will be going for it. They know what it's all about. They know they've got to um, carry on winning games. They're going to be playing uh, Division One football, I think, next season, uh, irrespective of the results of this. I think that they, that they look a little bit um, out of the uh, title race for me if you look at uh, the manner between themselves and the manner. Um, nine points in it, same games played. I can't see the man dropping nine points between now and the end of the season, if I'm completely honest. Um, sorry to all Western fans listening, but um, yeah, it's going to be a real good game. Uh, I wish both teams all the very best. Jamie going 3-2 to Long Lane, and I am going for 2-1 to Long Lane. Next up is Division 3. Top of the table clash. Uh, second, welcome first in the table to Mottingham playing fields, Duke of Clarence take on DC football, uh, an admin error, costing DC football their zero in their L column, Jamie, following your game against them. Uh, Jamie and, and the Greenwich Mariners boys getting the points for that, putting them one point behind Duke of Clarence. Who would have thought that two months ago, Jamie? But yeah, uh, DC uh, first defeat of the season coming at the Coming at the hands of, of an admin error. Disappointing for them. They'll want to punish the first team of asking, I'm guessing. That will be Duke of Clarence. I think they will, yeah. They'll be frustrated with that. And it was, uh, it was also a nice surprise for us when I checked the checked the table on was it Wednesday or Thursday morning. So, um, And it puts us at the, the top of the form guide as well, which is nice. But um, yeah, top two in the, in the table here. And obviously Duke of Clarence led the way for a long time. DC now catching up on games and and I've just pipped them, even though they've got a couple of games in hand still. So they'll fancy their, their chances regardless of the result here. But um, an ideal scenario is these two draw and me win and me go top. But yeah, okay. And you know what? I've got to probably back that to to try and bring it into existence, don't I? So, <laughs> um, nah, I, I've got to try and beat you. I think that's more important. Um. Yeah, I think I think DC will win this. Um, gonna go for a four-one win for DC. Four-one, big win. I, I expect a big, um, a big response from DC uh, as well. And yeah, I'm gonna go for them to win. I'll go three-one. I think. Um, yeah, Duke of Clarence have had a great season. You can't deny that. Uh, but it was all eyes on Wilgar. What are Wilgar gonna do between now and catching up their games in hand? Obviously, there's some teams. Having seasons a little bit unexpectedly, like Greenwich Mariners, for instance, surprise package in the league 
at the moment, given the struggles of last year and the beginning of this season. Uh, Woosh, can they get their acting gear as well? They can certainly uh, make a mark at the top and uh, they'll be both, both Wilgar and Woosh will be watching the results of this one along with Greenwich Mariners and, and Ellis to see if they can get amongst it in those top three uh, promotion places. But yeah, I, I can't see anything but a DC uh, win. Next up is the last game uh, of our predictions and it is Wickham Athletic taking on East Wickham Wanderers. The Wickham Derby, uh, as we'll call it, fourth division game, uh, a league fixture between these two. Uh, Wickham Athletic with nine games played, seven wins, one draw, one defeat only. Uh, a nine goal difference and 22 points from nine games. That is pretty decent for Wickham Athletic. It doesn't get much better than that, to be fair. East Wickham Wanderers, slightly slower start in there. Uh, excellent run of form that's culminated from the on the back of excellent cup wins against higher placed teams. Uh, their Division 4 type league, league standings look like this at the moment. Fourth place, 20 points. Nine games played, six wins, two draws and one loss themselves. Uh, 24 scored, 13 conceded. Uh, conceded less than Wickham Athletic, but scored one goal less. Uh, they have um, an 11 goal difference. Uh, they're better than... Uh, I'm looking at someone else's. Uh, they've Yeah, they've scored one goal less, but conceded three goals Less as well, so yeah, two goals to get better off on the goal difference. That was that was harder than it needed to be, Jamie. What do we think of this one, Jamie? Because I think uh, two months ago we're we're saying home banker Wickham Athletic been in tremendous form. They are still in tremendous form, uh, absolutely. Uh, but East Wickham Wanderers, there's there's something about them at the moment. They're not just winning; they're winning comfy. They're winning very well against teams like Westrom in higher divisions, in cups, Hatcham in higher divisions, uh, in cups. Um, the last game between the two was a three-all draw in the Vic Farrow Cup, which Wickham Athletic took uh, on penalties. But that seemed that result there seemed to be the catalyst for East Wickham Wanderers to say, "Come on, boys, we've got a season to savor here, to, to salvage even and savor." Um, so this is a different kettle of fish completely. Yeah, so this one's set up nicely. Two teams who are in that division of death, obviously, but. Mm, I mean, probably Wickham Athletic will fancy their, their title chances, but I think most notably their best results have come in cup competitions and, mm. and both of them still, you know, deep into, into multiple cups for, as far as I remember. So um, recent form certainly uh, is going on, is going for both sides, super say, you know, they're, they're doing well. So I think you're right. I think Wickham Athletic would have been hot favourites maybe six, seven weeks ago, but East Wickham Wanderers really have... Um, picked up ahead of steam and are looking good at the minute too and like you said you touched on the win against Western but um, I think it's a really really hard one to call this yeah. probably the hardest uh, of the day um, I'm probably going to have to sit on the fence here and go for it we saw a few Desmonds yesterday so yeah. why not go for it here so yeah Desmond for me Fair play just looking at that Two points West uh, East Wickham Wanderers have to make up on West, on Wickham Athletic. If Wickham Athletic win their game, they would go. They wouldn't quite go above uh, Long Lane. They're not going to get fifteen against um, East Wickham Wanderers. That's for sure. But goal difference would be the only thing keeping them uh, from second place. Showing how good a season they're having, but it would also put extra pressure 
on the Warren because they would have two games in hand and only be three points behind. So it really does tighten things up uh, for Wickham Athletic at the top there. East Wickham Wanderers, similarly, should they win this game, they would go above Wickham Athletic, taking Wickham Athletic out of the promotion places. Um, but that would be still a bit of a gap between themselves, Long Lane uh, and the Warren. This really is must win for both teams uh, just to apply the pressure. The Warren have played a couple of games more than everyone else, but they've done it. They've got the points. Uh, Long Lane, big wobble in the, Kent, in the Kent County Cup this weekend. Can they regain their um, composure to carry on where they've left off uh, in Division 4? They play Old Langlians um, two, week, two games in a row uh, in the OBDSFL. So Long Lane back to uh, League 4 stuff, Division 4 stuff. Uh, from their next game onwards. Tough, tough game to pick, but I cannot ignore the form uh, of East Wickham Wanderers at, uh, at the moment. Uh, Wickham Athletic, a tough, tough opposition. Um, but I'm going to go for East Wickham Wanderers and I'm going to go for uh, a 3-1. Um, that's my prediction. I wouldn't mind seeing a Wickham Athletic win either. Uh, they're a tremendous bunch of lads and they're real breath of fresh air over there a couple of seasons with the OBDSFL, but I just can't, cannot ignore the big wins that East Wickham Wanderers have recently. Um, and I think they're in a real good place at the moment. Apologies. Jamie has adopted Wickham Athletic as his team anyway. So big representation on the podcast for the Wickham Athletic boys. Let's have a look at the rest of the games from Sunday, the 25th of Feb. Uh, and in the Prem, uh, we've spoken about the Elmstead-Bickley game. Uh, Farmer against PSG, excellent as well. Uh, Golden Eagles next up for Kenningwell, uh, Hatcham, MSL and Spartans ground up as all worthy um, of a mention. Big games left, right and centre in the Prem. In Division 1, uh, we've spoken uh, about Bex United and West Wickham. That's looking must win for both teams. LSC, welcome LSU Lions to their gaff. That is a tough, tough ask for LSC Giants uh, and Royal Southwark back to playing football. At last, it's good to have you back, boys. They take on um, uh, a Sydney sports side we don't really know how to take at the moment. Long Lane and Westrum, we've obviously spoken about already. Uh, in Division 2, uh, just two games being played. Top, uh, the best game of the day will be Lesser Albion against XLP. A clash of styles, if anything, there, if ever there was one. The Wiley Foxes of Lesser Albion, uh, the tenacious Lesser Albion taking on the, the seemingly attacking uh, flow of XLP. That's an interesting game um, in Division 3. Duke of Clarence against DC, we've spoken about. Uh, another team, another couple of teams fighting out at the top end of the table for those promotion places. Greenwich Mariners taking on Ellis Athletic. Jamie, you've had the better uh, of Ellis this season. Uh, is it going to go the same way this week? Certainly hope so. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was a quite a, quite a game. That one, they, they were very much coming in in good form. We weren't, and yeah, it looked for long for certainly for the first half that we were up against it and could struggle, but we managed to turn it around second half. So I, I would, I mean, I'll take that again, but I'd rather a, a lot more comfortable morning. But I can't see that happening because the Ls are a good side and mm. um, they've had a couple of poor results recently, but they're still in and around that kind of fourth, third, fourth spot. So. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be tricky. We've obviously got uh, come off the back of the disappointment of yesterday as well from our end. So 
Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough one, um, but we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. We're, we're fortunate enough this year we're in, we're in a position we can look forward to these types of games rather than you know thinking from game to game we just need to get points, etc. So we're going to be a positive mindset. Um, and yeah, and hopefully if results go our, way, go our way, then we can find ourselves on the top of the table come the end of the day. But we've just got to focus on doing our job first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, that is is that the message to the boys? I mean, you'd rather have a team at the top end of the table than probably at the bottom end of the table after that cut, county cup defeat. It's, it's no, there's no time to uh, sulk. You just have to roll your sleeves up and get back amongst it against a team in LS Athletic who you're in direct competition with at the top end. Yeah, well, that's it. And, and that should serve as motivation for itself. So it shouldn't be too difficult to, to pick them up from losing a big game because you've got another one on the horizon. So that's, that'll be the message and it's certainly going to be the, the focus of the whole week uh, in preparation for that. Cool. Uh, Ministry of Ball welcome AFC Wilgar to their gaff this weekend as well in a good-looking game. Whoosh against Chislurst. Uh Should be a good one as well. Good day in Division 3. Uh, in Division 4, uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves have nicked a win against good teams this season. Which Crayford Arrows Reserves will turn up against Alpington this week? That's an interesting one. Old Langlians welcome uh, Long Lane seconds to Club Langley this weekend. Uh, Phoenix Walks 4 against FC United of Bromley are two teams out of sorts this season. There's no two ways about it, but that will still be an excellent game. Uh, and Wickham Athletic, East Wickham Wanderers, we've already spoken about. Bottom of the table, Huxley Guards welcome in form and free scoring over the last month or so. Hayes and Pickers, that could be our first massacre of our fixtures list. In Division 5, the games, the pick of the games, Broccoli Reserves in form, beaten uh, Highfield Rovers yesterday. They take on top of the table, bottom against top. Green Street Green Rovers, the the clean sheet specialists will want another one and they'll want some goals this coming Sunday uh, as well. Uh, in Division 6, Division 5, sorry, also Western Wolves against Highfield Rovers is a good little game. Uh, Highfield out of sorts and Western Wolves certainly have scored some goals this season. They'll be looking to punish Highfield Rovers. In Div 6, Bexley Athletic take on QOB. Um, New Park Azan against Green Street Green should go the way of New Park Azan, but they have been a little bit flaky this this season, especially of late. New Park, they'll be needing wins. Uh, Alperton Reserves take on X Rossillians in a good game. And Sporting FM, Bromley Athletic, a decent fixture too. Uh, representation for the OBDSFL in the Surrey Lower Junior Cup in the form of Woodside, taking on previous uh, Quota Municipal League um, sparring partners, or league members, South London Royals, uh, unashamedly biased towards the uh, OBDSFL teams on this section of the podcast. Jamie, short but sweet. Um, good luck for your game against Ellis on Sunday. Hopefully the weather is kind. We've got a decent amount of football to speak about next Monday. All the best, mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Back with the Southern Sunday and Sir Graham Rodber for all of our fixtures due to be played uh, on Sunday, the 25th of February. Nearly in March. Last week of Feb. Spring is coming. Yeah. And hopefully, fingers and everything possibly crossed for um, a, dry, a drier week this week. As I say, I'm looking at 
raindrops on the window. So we're going to have a tricky situation this weekend. But we plug away all of the games that we tried to talk about and predict last week were postponed, Graham. So zero points across the board. Uh, for for Francis and but that's, that's the that's the normal um, that's the normal score anyway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not not much. No, no change there then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> Any opportunity I get to have a dig, I'll take it. I know. Uh, and our games this week. First up is in the Silk Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup. This is a quarter final fixture between Westminster Wanderers firsts. And Clapham Rovers, uh, Graham Francis joining us again for uh, his predictions. I'll read those out. Well, I think it's fair to say, and I don't want to offend either team, but I think this is very obvious that the South Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup is probably all that these two teams, the biggest trophy so far, the league is looks beyond them. Uh, it's the biggest competition that the two of them can win um, with the likes of Southwest Rangers out of it, um, these two teams could have a real good go at the Marcus Lipton Cup this season. Do you know what? I think both teams will think that this is an opportunity. Um, this is a quarterfinal. Yep. Last day. Massive game, this. I, I think this is a huge game because I just think, you know, you're talking about the teams that are sixth and seventh in their division, respectively. I don't think they're going to get involved in relegation, but might want a couple more wins each just mm. to be secure in that mid table mm. Clapham Rovers. We've talked about, you know, particularly over the last year on the, on the show around that they want to get to a, a, a cup final. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get to a Southern Sunday cup final, this is the one that you want to get to the final of. So I think there's, I think there's a great opportunity for, for both, um, both of these teams. Um, as you say, Westminster knocked out of the um, Frank Blunston, um, so, you know, that competition's gone. Clapham Rovers knocked out of the Frank Blunston, you know, just a couple of weeks ago by Sporting Continental. So that opportunity's gone. And, you know, this now goes right to the top of their agenda of what they want to do. And and I'd, I'd make an argument and say this is the biggest game of the season. I know um, Clapham Rovers have been playing in the Sunday Cup, but we won't worry about that. Um, the Marcus Lipton Cup is the place uh, that everyone wants to play in terms of the final. And it's the one that they want to win. Um, so I, I, I just think this is an unbelievable opportunity for both teams to get to a semi-final. And once you're in a semi-final, it's on the day. You're 90 minutes away then from a cup final. Um, I think this is just incredibly, incredibly tight. One point gap between the two teams in the mm -hmm. league. Very similar sort of records. Oh, I, I think this could go the distance. I think you, this could even go to pens. This I think it's going to be quite tight. Well, Francis is going 4-2 to Clapham Rovers. Is he? So I'm just going to take that opportunity to go 4-2 to Westminster Wanderers. I think it's the same. I think, like you say, Graham, there's nothing between the two teams. Uh, Clapham Rovers, all right, they've got three games in hand, but um, they've lost half of their fixtures. So if they win two, if they win one of their games, they'll only go two points above uh, Westminster Wanderers. If you say averages. If, with the yeah. three games, they'll win one of them or one and a one and a draw, or whatever. Um, there's nothing between the two teams. I think it's very fairly matched. Uh, Clapham Rovers' last few results have been um, they've, they've won one of their last three, um, and that was against Wandsworth Warriors in the last round of the uh, Marcus Lipton Cup. So you'd have to make you'd have to have made them favourites for that anyway. But a four-two defeat against Sporting Continental and a two-all draw against Junction Elite were their last. 
uh, fixtures before that win against um, Wandsworth Warriors. So a mixed bag form for them. Uh, Westminster, um, it's been a while since they've had a win, to be fair. They lost to Carpet last week, uh, a weekend before last, should I say. They drew with Junction Elite uh, and lost to Sporting Continent. It looks like a very good point. Um, if they play like that, if they play like that, they've got a great shot. The other thing I'll chuck in, Clapham Rovers have done the double over 3-1 and 4-2 in the league. But cup game, quarter final, yeah. I don't think it's going to have any bearing. I don't think it's so either. So I'm, I'm, that's an opportunity for me with a little bit of wiggle room between myself uh, and Francis points-wise. I'm leading in by seven points now, uh, if anyone wanted to know. Um, I'm going to go 4-2. Uh, to Westminster Wanderers on this one, just to make that a contest between flip it. myself yep. and Francis. Yeah. Next up is the top of the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier Division, whilst Southwest Rangers are again away, um, trying to get their uh, Surrey Prem Cup game played. Swag and Junction Elite firsts go head to head. Ten points is the difference, but Swag in third place have the three games in hand. Um, if they win this, uh, Graham, and maintain that three the three games in hand, it becomes um, swags to swag will overtake Junction Lee in top place if they win all their games in hand. Obviously, then Southwest Rangers will have some games in hand as well. So we're we're a long way from deciding what this is. But first things first for Swag, they must defeat Junction Elite. Absolutely, absolutely. Um... A draw's no good, and losing puts them out of the title race for me. Really? Four points. Do you think they could make up four points over over um, that thing for over Junction Elite? I, I think in this division, I think yes. Certainly at the moment. Certainly at the moment with the number of games still to play. I, I think that's doable. I do think that's doable. Okay. Um, I mean, this is a huge test for Junction Elite and a huge test for Swag, you know, for obviously, you know, the same reason. Junction Elite will get an opportunity to kind of test about where they're at. Um, obviously, I think the last couple of games they played have both been draws. They'll want to get back to winning ways. If Swagger on any of the form, it, particularly going forward, and they're as ruthless and as clinical with the finishing as they were yesterday, Junction Elite have got a hard afternoon or hard morning at the um, at the office. Um, yeah, I, I do think if if Junction Elite win, I do think Swag still potentially have got the opportunity to make up the points, but they would have to then go on an unbelievable run of you know six wins or or seven wins. I think it opens it up for Southwest Rangers actually if um, Junction Elite beat them. So um, two good teams. Um, I'd say Swag certainly in terms of their defensive performance. Um, what are they going to do? Junction Elite, we know that they're really, really good going forward, but haven't scored too many goals in recent weeks. No. Uh, this is tight. This is tight. On experience, on experience, you just have to make Swag the slight favourites. And, you know, they've been there, seen it and done it, played yeah. in the big games. Whenever they've been questioned, you know, they've generally come up with the answers, haven't they? Um you know, look at their performance in the Lipton last year. You know, they're beating all these top seed, top teams and people were making South City to beat them in the final and they just put in such a professional performance and they went 1-0 down and they just didn't panic. And I think they can draw on those experiences and I think that'll stand them in good stead. So uh, I'd give the nod to Swag, but 
if this was a draw or a junction elite win, I it, that wouldn't surprise me either. It's one of those type of games. Yeah, there's no surprise here. Um, win, lose or draw. Either Whoever one. wins is not going to get the result of the week, put it that way. No, uh, unless it's in double figures. And that ain't going to happen. <laughs> no. Uh, France is back in junction elite 2-1. So again, that gives me the opportunity to go head to head again with him. Flip. And go... Uh, Pancake day was last Tuesday, Andrew, and you know you've waited till Sunday for all this flipping yeah, nonsense. That's, that's, that's why we record. We record on a Monday, don't we? Flipping hell. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's as tight as you like, and yeah, I mean, if Junction Elite um, win, um, it will be a tremendous, tremendous shot in the arm for their title hopes. Um, and Southwest Rangers um, will be waiting for a draw, I imagine, <laughs> on Sunday afternoon after their uh, Surrey Cup uh, prem game. But yeah, what a fixture that is. Uh, good luck to both teams. Uh, game three is Wandsworth Warriors and they take on Harbour Rovers. Uh, this another top end of the table. We'd make no apologies for looking at the, uh, for um, what's the word, for celebrating the excellence around this week. Wandsworth Warriors against Harbour Rovers. First against fourth. But hang on a minute. Harbour's two games in hand on Wandsworth Warriors. Should they win them both? will put them one point behind Wandsworth Warriors. A win here for Harbert mm. and two games in hand, one, will put them top and comfortable. Yep. Uh, and Harbert Rovers have been excellent this season. Uh, one defeat in their nine fixtures, six wins, two draws. Very, very good. Uh, 33 goals scored, 18 conceded is not amazing, Harbert. That will be something that... Uh, Wandsworth will be looking to exploit. They've only conceded 14 in their 11 games, but scored 10 more goals in their two extra fixtures. 29, the goal difference for Wandsworth Warriors. Graham, this is a massive test for Wandsworth Warriors and that zero in the L column. Uh, but Harbert Rovers, maybe the pressure's off. They haven't really been fancied. We've only really just started to talk about them. Um, but this is a massive fixture for the Vulture Sports League 2 title, certainly. I like the game. I like the game a lot. This is the first of two meetings that they'll have to play between now and the rest of the season. And uh, there's an opportunity for both of them in there to just set down that little marker yep. and uh, strike that little blow against their uh, title and fellow promotion um, rivals. I like what both teams have done this season. They bring a lot of goals to the party. Um, I wonder whether the unbeaten thing for Wandsworth Warriors, I do think there is an added extra pressure, I think, when you are defending that unbeaten run. And 4-2 is a good win over Norton this weekend, but yeah. with the number of goals that they've scored, I wouldn't say it was over-convincing. Um, I might have expected more. Maybe that's because Wandsworth have set really high standards, so I might be being harsh in terms of the standards that I'm kind of holding them to. Yeah. Um, but it ain't going to be easy for either of these teams this weekend. It ain't going to be easy. Uh, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be tight, similar to what we've said with the other uh, two fixtures. Essentially, this is why this has made the uh, you know game one of the games of the week. Um, I have a little sneaky feeling for Harbour Rovers, you know. Okay. On the basis that I think to play under pressure of being unbeaten, I think takes its toll. And I think that toll is going to end somewhere. So I'm I'm thinking that a, a narrow Harbour win. Ooh, I, I'm going to go for a 3-2 Wandsworth win, actually. I think they had their wobble against Westminster Reserves on that 
shocking pitch they played on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I think getting back to winning ways at the first time of asking is just what they needed. They've been imperious this season, uh, Wandsworth Warriors, uh, only losing to higher placed opposition in cup competitions, uh, obviously. Um, so I'm going to go 3-2 to Wandsworth Warriors. No disrespect to Harbour, I expect them maybe to nick a win off of um, no, I mean, of none Warriors. of us are being disrespectful in terms of our prediction. This is another one of these games where you get your cape and your blindfold and your dartboard out yep. and um, you just chuck it. Either win, lose or draw for either team or whatever. You know, no one's getting result of the week with this again unless you smash somebody. Um, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It, it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. They're two excellent teams. Let's let's say it. Very good teams. Harbour haven't played since their 4-0 defeat to Harbour uh, to seller so they haven't been able to get that defeat out of their legs just yet their game against barking mad and their uh, two games against barking mad both postponed uh, in recent weeks that's uh, barking mad that is yeah uh, they've been and, I, and they drew to will dundonald the game before that so they've, they've not played football um whereas ones of warriors are back into it straight away that for me just gives ones with the edge that's what i'm going with do you not think playing under pressure defending an unbeaten record that's tough isn't it Goes both ways though, doesn't it? Because they're they're not used to losing. Um, they've only drawn three of their eleven games. They've won eight. Uh, I think the defense is looks looks excellent, and they've scored about four goals a game. They're not. It doesn't look to me. It, it could weigh heavy, but I mean, but they'll know that um, they've got to dig deep this week against the Harbour Rovers team with nothing to lose. They have to win their games now to become part of the um, the, the the chat, the promotion chat. Um, as um, Harbert Rovers wants uh, Westminster Reserves away playing Chairman's Cup this weekend. So Harbert Rovers could go second. That's the that's the carrot for them uh, to chase on on Sunday. So it's a big weekend for both teams. But Wandsworth Warriors have been there and done it all season. So I don't think mm. this represents massive pressure for them. I, I think they can afford to lose this game. And Harbert, we've seen uh, some frailties with them. Uh, over the years that um, sometimes they don't get the results that they quite need. Um, so Wandsworth can afford um, to, to lose this game, um, but they won't want to lose twice to Harbour. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think these two teams mm -hmm. might nick three points off of each other in their two games. But for me this week, due to Har due to um, Harbour not having much football in their legs in Feb, that just points towards a Wands of Warriors win for me. That's my that's my reasoning. Interesting. but Because uh, I, I kind of think a little bit different. And I think the last time Wandsworth were put in this position against uh, a title rival was obviously Westminster a couple of weeks ago and it finished a 3-3 draw. And I wonder whether the pressure, you know, and again, defending that unbeaten record against a close rival, I, I wonder whether the same thing is going to happen Maybe. again. Maybe. I mean, how much, does the, how much did that pitch play? To that get well, that I mean, the pitch, there. I mean, yeah, I mean, you might as well have had rush goalkeepers. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it was a farce, but we don't know what the pitches are going to do. And actually, I know you make the point about Harbert not playing football, maybe that could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you know, they've they, got they fresh may players. be fresh legs and they're not necessarily playing with those little niggles and those little pulls and whatever, which is what the, the pitches are giving you at the moment because you know the, the ball's not necessarily running as, as it would. and you know, you're stretching, you know, when you're making some tackles and, you know, when you're going into some of these challenges, you know, the where it's slippery on the top, it's maybe just stretching that leg or, you know, yeah. just stretching the muscle a little bit more than maybe it would do. And you're not able to maybe control your challenges in the way that you could. And, um, you know, there might be some sort of tight hammies and strains and things around and, and Harbour could just be going in completely fresh with no injuries. Correct. I mean, you can chuck all of these things in, can't you? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, so tight, this game that Francis thinks that it's going to be a tribute to the man himself, a Desmond. Oh, that's Francis. Um, Francis, would you like to take the splinter out of your bottom? <laughs> right. now, to... I'm not taking it out for you, just for the record. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Uh, into League 10, the best division in the Southern Sunday. And we have a top of the table clash. Not quite top of the table, but certainly... Um, promotion chasing Argentina twos and Porto of London, both teams chasing down uh, Lenten Old Boys at the top of the table. Porto currently residing in that second place, that prom- that traditional uh, promotion place in League 10, the Selkgrass Roots League 10, no less. Uh, Argentina um, only lost one game of their 10 fixtures uh, in League 10. They're sitting in fourth place, 23 points from 10 games. Seven wins, two draws, one defeat, a plus 17 goal difference, scoring 31 and conceding 14. Pretty decent defensive record for a League 10 side, no disrespect, uh, meant. Uh, Port of London have 40 goals in their 14 fixtures and 15 conceded excellent stuff from Porto. Uh, 32 points from 14 games. Graham, this one, nothing in it at all. I'm furiously scanning through to see if these two have played each other um, yet this season. And I can't see uh, that they have. So they've got to play each other twice still yep. between now and the end of the season. So we've got nothing to go by. What we do have to go by um, is an excellent uh, London Cup, maybe um, outing for Argentina twos this season so far. Uh, they've been pretty decent. Um, their form, what their form, a 6-4 win against Southwest Spartans last time out a 4-1 win against Old Freemans and a 3-0 win against um, Old Freemans before that. A one-all draw against Brockwell Violets, also a good result uh, for me. Um, They were beaten 3-1 by Atletico Buble in the Marcus Lipton Cup not so long ago. Uh, Porto's form, a 2-1 win against Brockwell Violets. That was last week, the 11th of February. Uh, They were seen off 5-1 by Battersea Dogs and they beat South London Pekin twice um, so they're in good form, actually. Their form, their good league form uh, stretches back um, for a very, very long way. Back to the 12th of November, their last league defeat. That was against top of the table, Lenton Old Boys. Nothing in it, Graham. Tight as you like, I feel. I will not back against Argentina um, 2.0 this, this week, although Francis has backed them as well. So we've got an Argentina double um, for the twos this week. I'm going to go... Uh, for a 2-1 to Argentina 2s this week. France is going 3-2. Um, but again, it could go either way. This Porto of London, a very capable league. They've shown above. enough. They've yeah. shown enough. Yeah. They've shown enough. Um, Argentina, if they win this, I mean, that does really give them a shot in the arm. They'll be confident then of overturning essentially the other three games in hand and just continuing this run with only one defeat. Um, Lenton still do look like they are the standout team um, in terms of you know, winning it, goals against, goals scored. They're ticking all the boxes. Mm. No losses in the uh, in the L column. So Lenton, you'd say, are favourites. But uh, if Argentina win this game, you'd make them um, the second favourites. You know, for the second place. Uh, if Porto get it though, they do put the pressure on Argentina. Then almost from what another six or seven games still to play, they're almost saying to Argentina, okay. We, we've struck the blow. We've got to play you again, but you know mm. what? You're going to have to go and win every other game. And 
I wouldn't rule Argentina out from doing that, though. That's the that's the thing. So, again, this could go to the wire. I know this on paper at the moment looks like second against fourth, and there's a big gap between the two, but this is such a crucial game. Massive game. Argentina with four in hand, don't forget, against Porto of London. And there is there's very much a top four uh, and, and the rest of the division at the moment. So we expect the top four, when they're not playing each other, to win the majority of their fixtures. Argentina, because of their... London Cup exploits have got some uh, ground to catch up on. But yeah, as Graham said, fully expecting them to do that. I think that starts this week uh, with a 2-1 win and Francis is going for a 3-2. Let's have a look at the rest of the fixtures for this coming Sunday, the 25th of February, the last weekend of February. Unbelievable. In the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd, Premier. We've spoken about undoubtedly the game of the day, swag against Junction Elite, but an equally as important game at the bottom end of the table. Uh, Sporting Continental will want to bounce back from that heavy defeat against swag this weekend uh, against the Park Life side, Graham, who can't win a game for love nor money at no. the moment. Um, that is a dogfight, that one. Huge game. Huge yeah. game. I mean, it's an opportunity. They have to see it as an opportunity. That's how I would. You have to get into that positive mental attitude, and you have to try and spin it and just say, do you know what? Forget what's gone on. New week, new game. Here's a chance for us to do what we haven't done really all season, and that's get three points on the board. It's a chance. Absolutely. Uh, and the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship. Uh, pick of the games there. I mean, St Andrews, Bath Old Boys jumping off the page uh, straight away, uh, and tough, tough. Um, uh, games at home for Albion and Batsy Ironsides as Albion welcomes Sellhurst uh, and Batsy Ironsides welcome uh, Kudos uh, to their gaff. That is going to be um, a tough day for Albion and Batsy when they both really do need wins. Uh, St Andrews need to get back to winning ways and it's not going to be easy uh, against the Bath Old Boys side who have often spoiled parties for teams uh, on upward trajectories. Uh, big weekend that in the championship uh, in the Bob Dixon League one pick of the game uh, pick of the games there for me has to be South London against Hampton Terrors. that one is as close as you like two teams uh, who will both be uh, expecting wins you could expect to see Magpie recruitment put the dogs down on Sunday morning uh, at their home game uh, that should be a comfortable Magpie recruitment win Graham I would be gobsmacked if Battersea Dogs got anything out of the game. But if you do remember, there was a very close game between the two teams earlier on in the season and uh, Battersea gave them, I think, a run for their money. I think we were even leading in the game. I think it was a late late strike, I think, for Magpie to win. It was a close game. So as much as we're saying, you know, that that's um, a heavy uh, Magpie win. Um, yeah, again, who knows in this division? I mean, every dog has its day, Andrew. Indeed. Uh, Francis will know all about that. He he's he's so he seems very very switched on, uh, and he'll be. He won't want to make a dog's breakfast no. of it. Definitely not. <laughs> Involved sports league two, uh, pick of the day. There we've spoken about the top of the table clash. Wandsworth Warriors against Harbour Rovers, but the likes of um, Chiswick Development fighting for their lives. They'll be eyeing up Putney Pacers for three points. Hopefully, Athletic Buble against Norton is a mid-table scrap at the moment and Barking Mad will look to pull um, or look to get points against out of form Stonely All-Stars very much um, games there for the two boys in the in the relegation zone to try and get their three points but it's all eyes at the top of the table can Harbert get the win and then look to get their games in hand done to take the League 2 title 
um, at the final uh, post. Let's see. Uh, in League Three, uh, big games again in League Three at the bottom end of the table. Mundial B fighting for their lives. They take on Thames River Plate. That's a good little game. Uh, mm. Clapham Chiefs after beating them 4-1 this weekend. Uh, welcome Ballam, Ballam Mariners back to their gaff. Can Ballam Mariners learn their lesson from this weekend? We'll soon see. Uh, and Atletico Madrid first go to Painters Community in a very good game. So unlucky to miss out uh, on games of the week. Such is the level of the fixtures yeah. now. We're that was the other end. one. That was the other one that I was looking at. But I think kind of Painters are a bit out of it in the League Three race. So I think that's kind of what discounted them. Yeah, fair play. Uh, Joseph Plumbing and Heat in League Four. Uh, just the one game being played at Peckham Rye Park. Sporting Crabs against QN Tiga. Two, two sides who on their day this season have proved uh, they can be decent. Crabs days, best days look behind them and probably haven't been at it since about November onwards, the Crabs, but QN Tiga, which QN Tiga will turn up uh, on Sunday. Tune into the podcast next week to find out. In League 5, just one game being played and that is Sloan against bottom of the table, uh, Westminster thirds at Bacon's College. Sloan expect to get a win there, no doubt. Uh, in League 6, uh, pick of the games this week, um, Hillside Elite, LMT. Uh, LMT looking to secure that top, the upper middle table uh, position after their good win this weekend. Uh, Junction Elite thirds and Putney 11s go at it and Ram will look to avoid defeat um, against London Northcote. Hopefully too many of their team, their teammates not having to tactically chunder before the game to get up. Oh, it's it. just that word, honestly, just sets my <laughs> stomach. I've not had my breakfast yet. <laughs> against London Northcote. Uh, good luck to uh, Ram. They need to keep the wins coming. Uh, as they battle it out with the uh, Mitchum boys at the top end of the table. Um, League seven, just one game being played. Barnstormers and Syndicate. Uh, big cup final. I mean, every game's a cup final now for Barnstormers. Uh, uh, Olympic mayonnaise and Syndicate uh, at the bottom end of that League seven. So another big game for those two. That will be a good fixture. In League eight, uh, Dara Reserves fighting for their lives, taking on um, title hopers. Venetia Dons, that is the position that Dons have put themselves have put themselves in now. Well done to them. Uh, in League Nine, pick of the games are Hayden's Park against Tyne and Thames, no doubt about it. Tyne and Thames just need to keep winning their games to secure that promotion place. In the best division in the Southern Sunday, Silk Grassroots League 10, uh, Argentina 2.0 against Porto. The best game in the league uh, that day, but Lenton Old Boys play as well against a pure football team who will be looking maybe to nick a point. That'd be their, their best chance for something on Sunday because Lenton have been in imperious form. That's then we cup go fix. cup mad. Then we go cup mad. We are cup mad. Uh, Selk Grassroots, Marcus Lipton Cup. One's, uh, Westminster Wanderers against Clapham Rovers. It is a standout game. Obviously, we've spoken about that one. Bow County against Ballum. Could be the Marcus Lipton Cup set this week. Uh, Ballum not been particularly good this season, but they do love a cup, Graham. So they'll they'll be up. Third that. time lucky. Third time lucky. This has been postponed two weeks in a row. This is third time lucky. Okay. Good luck to both teams. Hopefully it can get played this week. In the Frank Blundstone Cup, all championship uh, tie this one. This is a quarter final, a place is. in the semi-final at, uh, at uh, yeah, to the, the, the reward. Putney Town against Cosmos United. Two teams in decent form going into this. That'll be a really good game. Uh, in the Ken Bailey Cup, Brixton Town against 
uh, Wimbledon Wolves should go the way of the Wolves. In the Donovan Thomas Cup, Sporting Wep against Dara Firsts. <sighs> that could be our first true chance of a massacre uh, this week. In the Graham Dodd. In the Gra- Graham Dodd? Graham Dodd? Graham Rodbush Shield. So sorry about that. We're- Where's Graham Dodd? Is that in this? Is it this league or is that name of another no, no, league? No, it's that's our Premier Division. Sorry, Graham Rodbert Shield, uh, Argentina first taking on Rygate Robots. Uh, Argentina should progress through there. Sport in London against Holloway Royals should go the way of the Royals in the Brian Howard Presidents Cup. Uh, pick of the fixtures there. Let's have a quick look. Exonians against East Putney is looking decent. Um, and SW Lions with a chance to test themselves against the excellent Vauxhall Virgins. It's a good little game. The Dylan Rigobert Trophy, Junction League Falls take on Brockwell Violets. Brockwell probably disappointing, but disappointed that they're looking likely to miss out on promotion from League 10 through the, to, through the traditional places. So they might be having a little cheeky look at the Dylan Rigobert Trophy as a, as a cup final why um, not? I chance. mean, look at look at what Dynamo London done last yeah. year. It's a great opportunity for any of those teams. I think so too. In the Chairman's Cup, uh, a few games being played. Oldfields have been excellent this season against the Southside United side, who may be looking at the Chairman's Cup as a possibility uh, as well. Uh, ACT Arantes against Clapham Wanderers is a good game. Uh, Sheen Park Rangers looking to flex their muscles against higher-placed um, Ribblesdale Rovers. That might be a bit of a leveller, actually. Ribblesdale, not brilliant this season. Better, but not brilliant. Uh, and Sheen Park Rangers certainly know where the back of the net is. That's going to be a real good game. Um, and in the Surrey FA Sunday Lower Junior County Cup, uh, Abbey Rangers Reserves welcome uh, Old Ruts from the Southern Sunday League 9. Unashamedly biased towards the uh, Southern Sunday teams. Well, and I've got an interest in that competition, haven't I? I've got yeah. a personal interest in that competition. Yeah, so that's your cup final, isn't it? It is. So I'm keeping an eye on that. What round is that one? That's the fourth round, I believe. Okay, so we've got a little while yet. But good luck to old rats in that one. And no Southwest Rangers then this week. No, they haven't moved it on the system yet. That's the yeah. only thing. But that will go over to this week. And uh, Wand Gas against uh, Southwest Rangers will be in the Surrey FA Sunday Prem Cup. Graham, what games are yours this weekend? Right, so I'm having a bit of Argentina 2.0 against FC Porto of London lovely, in the best lovely. division. Yep. So that's not a bad start out on the mud there <laughs> down at um, down at Kimber Road. And then refereeing in my own competition um, in the afternoon um, in the Shield, I'm doing the Sporting London um, against Holloway Royals game. So that'll be good. Um, not refereed Holloway Royals this season, not refereed uh, Argentina 2.0 either. And the last time I did Porto, that was that abandoned game with that horrendous injury. So um, fingers crossed, I hope for better this weekend. So yeah, two good games and two new teams to see. So looking forward to that. Lovely, mate. Have a good weekend. Hopefully the rain stays away. Uh, if we get uh, a decent amount of rain, I think the damage is done already, really. But fingers crossed, uh, we've got some more football to talk about next week. Thank you very much, mate. Have a good week. Have a good one, mate. Cheers. We are back with the North Kent Sunday Football League and our predictions, our games of the week as chosen by the man himself. Uh, Rav, Rav, welcome back. Uh, A short but sweet uh, results section, but we will have our full attention on the four games you have chosen. All cup fixtures, really good fixtures, actually, looking through the list uh, for Sunday, the 25th of Feb. 
Uh, a tough, tough uh, pick uh, for Rav to pick out for only four games this weekend. Some tremendous games uh, and some real and some teams representing uh, the league in uh, the County Cup as well. We'll go through all the fixtures later on, uh, but for now, we'll discuss the four games uh, chosen and we will predict last week's results. Me just getting one point. Uh, Legends nicking me um, one point. I went for two one Legends. They did much better than that and went and got a 7-1 win. Rav scoring zero points this weekend. Um, two postponed games, not helping though, Rav. No, not at all. And the last minute Tavernier's goal. <laughs> yeah, that did. They did kill you chances of um, points, but uh, we live uh, to, to predict another day. Uh, and the games are as follows. The first game we're going to talk about is Gravesend Cricketers uh, against Sun. This is an Ian Kerwood Cup quarter final, um, a place in the semi final uh, at stake. Um, two teams, Rav, with um, not much hope in the in the senior division. So the Ian Kerwood Cup, the highest sort of competition that they're going to get a glimpse of silverware in. Two teams struggling at the wrong end of the senior division. Gravesend Cricketers in sixth, Sun in seventh. Um, Sun have improved of late. They're in. They're hitting this game at the right time. Uh, Gravesend cricketers, uh, their form uh, not great. They're in third position, but they've won three, drawn one, and lost two of their last six. Um, Sun have won two, drawn one, and lost three. Similar form wise, um, but there's nothing between. There's nothing between the two teams. I think we have going into this. No, there isn't. But like you said, I think you nailed it on the head with. Um the form of the sun and how they have picked up form at that right time. And it's yep. not, it obviously it's not going to do much in, in terms of the senior um, that will survive relegation. Um, however, the cups are their, their kind of area where they can get some silver and some success. And it's the chance to get to Ebb's feet for a final as well. Yeah, um, I just think there will be two stronger cricketers, um, I think it'll be a bit of a battle, um, but I think some will, will, will get through and I think it'll be 3-1 to the Sun. 3-1 to the Sun, uh, predicted by Rav. I'm going to go for a Sun win as well, but I will give Gravesend Cricketers um, a little bit more um, of a chance. They have scored 25, but conceded 25. So they'll score goals, but they will concede as well. I'm going to go 3-2 uh, to Sun on on Sunday. Uh, fingers crossed the weather is kind it's looking wet again but hopefully we get a few dry days uh, and the damage um, of the weekend is not ha- hampered too much by some late uh, rain in, in later on in the week game two of our predictions uh, is also in the Ian Kerwood Cup this again another quarter final between Guru Nanak and Greenway's aces again like the previous game Two teams near each other in the table. Guru Nanak, fourth, um, played a game more than Greenway's Aces in third. Uh, Guru Nanak with 12 points from seven games. Uh, they've got there by three wins and three draws, uh, one defeat. Greenway's Aces have 13 points. Uh, from their six games, they have four wins, one draw and one loss. Pretty decent. They've got lots and lots of football to play at Greenway's Aces, so it's hard to tell where they're going to be. They've certainly been excellent up until now. 14 scored uh, in six games, but 12 conceded. Um, Guru Nanak, 10 conceded, but 24 scored. 
Um, they've been helped with some big um, wins in the league against the likes of Gravesend Cricketers recently. Rav, they've scored a lot of goals lately. Nine against Crayford Town, four against New Ash Green. Um, they did lose um, earlier in the month against New uh, Market Hotel, but that is no uh, shame to do that at all. Is this just going to be a straight shootout between uh, two teams fairly matched, Rav? Uh, I think so. I, I think Guru's having, uh, I wouldn't say a recognised striker, but they've got players that can put the ball in the net, like George. Um, whereas Greenways have struggled to to score their goals, as you've read out the stats and how many goals they've scored in their games. Um, and I think that extra firepower will see Guru through. Um, and it'll be close. Um, so I'm going for a 2-1 Guru's win. 2-1. Uh, I, I can't see beyond going out. They're scoring a hell of a lot of goals lately. Uh, Greenway's aces um, conceding nine last time out. They did score five the game before that, um, but their form has been very, very mixed. The last time these two met, it was a 2-0 uh, Gurunanak win uh, in the cup, uh, in the uh, senior cup group stage. But that was mid-December. I think that's far enough away not to factor too much, but that said, uh, I'm going to go for a Guru Nanak win and I'm going to go 3-1 to Guru Nanak. Good luck to both teams, though. Both um, having decent enough seasons, uh, Guru Nanak will be uh, as excited as anyone else at the prospect uh, of a final at um, Ebbsfleet. Uh, game three is um, a... What competition is that? President's Cup. President's Cup. Apologies. And it sees uh, Division 2 uh, out of form, a, a Halls AFC uh, development taking on Div 3, 3 Robins. What do we think of this one? I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's three, three Robins who have been pretty sketchy. We know when they when they can, when they have some players available to them that they get wins. Those players probably won't be available this weekend, having seen um, where the Long Lane boys are playing in the OBDSFL this weekend. But Hall's all at sixes and sevens going into this. It's a fairly matched game, despite the, the divisional difference between the two. Yeah, it is. Well, obviously, Hall's, the reason I picked Hall's is because one of their form and where they are on the table, and obviously this could be a bit of a cup set. But Hall's are also the holders of this trophy. Okay. Um, uh, and, and even that cup final was topsy-turvy. Um, they trailed that whole cup final until the last kick of the game. Um, so... Even though I think they will win, I am going for a bit of a cup set. Uh, and I'm going 3-2 to the Robins. 3-2 to the Robins. Fair play. Dan and the lads will be really pleased with that. That gives me the opportunity. I'm just going to go 3-2 to Halls just to make it a game between us two. Um, they, need a, they need a reaction uh, to that 7-1 defeat against Legends this weekend. They lost 10-3 the week before that. I, actually, that my prediction for Halls may haunt me uh, come Sunday afternoon but I'm going to do it anyway just to make it a game between the two of us um, but yeah conceding goals at a rate of knots uh, 24 goals conceded in three games 29 29 conceded in their last four games 30 and 5 could go it's on a three, it's a free shot for the three Robins and nothing to lose yeah they will just go for it uh, that is a real good game. Good luck to both teams in the President's Cup. Uh, last, but by no means least, in the same competition, uh, but two teams from Division 1. 
It's Northfleet Town in form. Northfleet Town taking on the old liver bottle. Uh, first against third in Division 1. Northfleet Town's last few games. 4-0 win against title rivals Gravesend United. A 5-3 win against champions. And a 3-all draw against their opposition this coming Sunday. The old liver bottle. Uh, the old liver bottle's last few have been an 8-3 win against Hollisters in the league. Uh, a 7-3 win against Hall's development in uh, the John Robinson League Cup A uh, and a free all, obviously, against Northfleet Town. Um, the Old Liver Bottle scoring goals for fun, as are um, Northfleet Town. Rab, it's going to be 1 0 to one of them, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's either that or it's going to be carnage in both ends because they're both like <laughs> sea goals. Yeah, that's what I think. There's a common theme there. The Leather Bottle conceded three in all those games. Um, and um, like and like you said, then recently they only played each other a couple of weeks ago in the in the league, um, and even that was like a last two two goals in the last couple of minutes, um, uh, to 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 get a point each. Um, I think with Northfleet Town coming off a big win against Gravesend a couple of weeks ago, um, in their last league game, I think that will give them a bit of a boost. Um, I think both teams will still score, um, and I'm going four two to Northfleet Town. Four two. I was thinking the same along those lines. Northfleet Town win for me. Uh, they've just been a bit better than uh, Liverpool overall so far this season, especially in, in Division 1, where there's only five points in it, same games played. I'm going to back Northfleet Town. Uh, I, you've, you've nicked 4-2, so I'm going to go 4-3 to... Um, I'm going to go 4-3 to Northfleet Town. They certainly will concede. They've averaged conceding about two goals a game. Uh, your liver bottle conceding um, about the same, to be fair. Uh, there's not a lot in it conceding-wise. It just looks like your liver bottle have had a wobbly uh, last few games uh, conceding-wise. But yeah, this will be um, an absolute ding-dong. I imagine that's the that'll be the best game to, to go and watch between uh, all four of those games of the week. Two teams just absolutely going toe-to-toe, uh, slugging it out for 90 minutes. Thank you for that, Rav. Let's have a look. Um, at the rest of the games. We've got four league games in the senior. New Ash Green take on Gravesend Athletic in Division 1. Hollisters take on Rising Eagles. Uh, big game for Rising Eagles, that one. Uh, and Division 3, uh, we've got two games. Uh, Greyhound go to Sporting Gravesend. Should be a great Greyhound win. Uh, and Valley Rovers take on uh, Swanley Rangers. Swanley Rangers in decent form going into that one. Uh, and Ian Kerwood Cup, we've already spoken about two of those games. Uh, Groves in Cricketers and Sun and Guru Nanak and uh, Greenway's Aces. Good luck to all four of those sides on Sunday. In the President's Cup, uh, we've spoken about Hall's development against um, Free Robins. Isted Colts against uh, Royal Brentonians and all Div Free tie. Uh, Northfleet Eagles against Dartford Eagles. Um is a good game. Dartford, Dartford Eagles. Um, I'm getting all my Dartford teams mixed up, but Dartford Eagles are um, a Div One team, Rav. Yes, Dartford Eagles at the bottom uh, of Division bottom One, yeah. uh, and Northfleet, Northfleet Eagles are in Division Three. Are they Division Three? Eagles, yeah. Northfleet Eagles are Division Three. Yeah, mid-table division three. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all this. There's a lot of Eagles. We have a lot of Eagles. <laughs> a lot of Northfleets and Dartfords as well. Northfleet Town, we've spoken about uh, with the old liver bottle. Uh, Riverview against Castle Hill could be a massacre. Uh, South Durham improved, but they take on um, Gravesend United from 
uh, their same uh, the division one even uh, that would be a tough um, that would be a tough game sorry same division both teams in division one South despite some turning form Gravesend United not had uh, the opportunity to play post getting beaten 4-0 by their title rivals Northfleet Town so they'll be looking to take that out potentially on South Durham for United uh, Taverners against Cobham also in the President's Cup that could be a tough day uh, for Taverners Cobham scoring goals for fun um, and against Sunday Prem good luck to Real Gima as they take on Hatcham from the uh, the Sunday Football League um, a real classy team you'd have to say but they may not like um, the surroundings down at Kings uh, Farm playing fields at Real Gima with their own point to prove uh, County Cup is where they'll want to succeed most this season. Uh, and Kent Sunday Junior Trophy, AFC Hadlow welcome the young guns of Sutton Dynamo. Good luck to Sutton Dynamo. Unashamedly biased when it comes to the North Kent Sunday Football League on this part of the podcast. Uh, and in John Robinson League Cup B action, old peeps looking to reignite their season uh, against a Robins Chief side uh, who... Um, are having a similarly struggling year. Both teams may be looking at that one um, as winnable. Rav, where are you going to go this weekend? Who are you watching? Uh, well, considering the game is called off, it'll probably be the, the county game between Giva and Hatcham and then hopefully hoping for some extra time penalties in some of the other games so I can go and catch some of those as well. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of cup games, so there's bound to be some extra time penalties somewhere. Yeah, there will be. Uh, hopefully the weather is kinder than it looks and hopefully not too much damage was done this weekend. Hopefully calling the games off means we get some football this week. Have a good week, mate, and I'll speak to you next Monday. Cheers, you too. The last of our review show for all the games being played on the 25th of Feb. Weather pending again, sadly. Um, the weather's looking very wet and uh, the pitches need some time to recover, Gibbs. Hopefully we get a majority of games played and we've got some more football to talk about next week, eh? Uh, let's hope so, mate. It's, uh, looking at four or five results, is uh, it's not great, is it? <laughs> well, there's a bit of waffle going on when we've got that. We've got so little games to talk about, but we have got four games that you've picked. Anyway, we'll go ahead with the predictions uh, just to let everyone know uh, there was no point scored. Three of the games were postponed. It has to be said on the predictions last week. Uh, Hartford, Bexley Hawks, Junior Reds, Greenwich Park Rangers and Sidcup EWD all postponed. But I have to thank Avery Hill for the three-pointer with their 4-2 win that I predicted against Footscray Lions, Gibbs. Oh, no, I don't know how you've got away with that again. It's, 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 it's an absolute travesty, these results. You're <laughs> 13 points ahead now, Gibbs, and I'm starting to feel a bit more comfortable that I'm going to lift the Westfer uh, Predictions uh, trophy this season. Uh, let's talk about this week and all of the games. Black Fen and Erif against Elton Rovers is our first game up. This is... Um, uh, let us talk Pete Smith Memorial Cup first round game. Um, Division one against combination side Elton Rovers. Probably the surprise side out of the combination this season. Elton Rovers, only two losses in eight games. They've won six of their fixtures. They're having a really, really good season. Uh, Blackfen and Erif started the season like a house on fire. Got off to a really good start, bashing everyone. 
uh, couldn't do any wrong. And then a couple a couple of draws um, just before, just after Christmas, seem to have knocked their confidence a little bit, Gibbs. They're now looking over their shoulder at the likes of Kingsford, um, Bexley Hawks and Barnurst and even Hartford and maybe even Peckham Rye, if you boys can get your asses in gear. Um, Blackford and Neerf probably really realistically looking at um, promotion maybe this season. Uh, but they do take on Elton Rovers in the Cup, Gibbs. What do you think of this one? Oh, I think this is a tough week again for um for, for predictions, and I'm probably going to end up with bloody zero points. But um, believe you have to believe in yourself. I'm going to back Elton Rovers. Um, okay, I'm going to go. F- Ooh, what's that pitch up there in it? Uh, I'm going to go four-one Elton Rovers. Oh. No wonder you. They ain't going to be four one, is it? What Elton Rovers Black Fen? Yeah. No wonder you're not doing very well with the predictions, mate. Anything could happen. <laughs> Elton Rovers come back and score six against Red Velvet. Why would? Why well, would they? Be? You're not wrong. I'm not saying that Elton Rovers won't win. I just think it'll be a bit tighter than than that. I think this will be a real good physical battle between two uh, teams who will go toe to toe. Uh, at a pitch that will set up a lovely uh, fixture. Um, I'm going to go for Elton Rovers, I think, because they have been impressive this season. Um, but Black Fen will make a go of it. I, I can, I'm going to go 3-2 to Elton Rovers. I think it could be 2-1. A goal by one either way, but I'm going to go 3-2 because we know uh, Black Fen and Irith can score a goal. I just think slightly younger legs of Elton Rovers will see it over the line and used to playing against um, slightly better opposition week in and week out. And they are one of the top teams in the combination. 3-2, I'm going for uh, Elton Rovers. Gibbs back in 4-1. Crazy, crazy times. (laughs) I need some some points. Please don't know I'll take it personal. I need points. (laughs) Uh, Game two is a beauty as well. Uh, Hartford Athletic taking on Kingsford. This one is a Plumstead Challenge Cup, a Vulture Sports Plumstead Challenge Cup fourth round. I can't remember who these two would play um, in the next round. Um, was it were they playing Crocodile or one or Red Velvet or something like that? Gives one of these uh, Red Velvet Dons. I think Crocodile will play. I, th- I think it might be uh, it's Greenwich Park Rangers or Junior Reds. I believe. I think oh, that was it. Okay. Uh, so that's yeah. a good that's a good tie waiting for the winner of these winner of these two Greenwich Park Rangers a good side uh, Junior Reds too so a good quarter final set up by this one Gibbs we don't need much introduction on this one two real good teams in Division One uh, with some games to play we don't know where Hartford are going to be league wise they're going to be struggling to get their games played but cup football is where they have excelled this year um, this season even. Um, can you see past Hartford? I mean, Kingsford have got a better chance than most uh, to get something out of this one. Mate, whatever way you go, I'm going the other way because I need the points. So I'll let you go first. I tell you what, I, I don't think this game will get played if it rains at STC. Um, but I can't back. I can't not back against Hartford on their own patch. Um, but it's going to be one hell of a game. Kingsford, we know all about them, the energy. Good cup pedigree. They've got to finals in the past. Um, did these two play in a cup final in in the first year, Gibbs? 
Oh, blimey. I, don't, I honestly don't know, mate, to be fair. I think there was and a that, cup final between no, these two. If I, I, I think Kingsford beat them on the first game of the season, a 7-3 or 7-4 or something. But other than that, I'm not, they haven't played it. I'm not sure. I think there was a cup final between these two. Or was it Hartford against Bexley Hawks? I can't remember. It, my memory's not serving me well. But I'm going to go Hartford for this one. Uh, I'm going to go for a 3-1 Hartford win. Gibbs, where are you going? 3-1 Hartford. Mm. Mm. All right, I'll switch it. I'll go 3-2 Kingsford. So I need the points. It's not worth me going the same way as you and, and getting the same points. 3-2. It's shit or bust for me at the minute. <laughs> it could go penalties this one, to be fair, but that's going to be an excellent game. And uh, I know, friend of the podcast and friend of mine, Adam, in the re- in the middle, perfect ref um, for that game. Uh, good luck to all involved. Good luck to the pitch at STC that has been struggling lately. Right, game three is... Um, another cup game uh, between Greenwich Battle Cruisers and the Bosco. This is the West for Shield semi-final. No messing about uh, on this one. Big Sam Montgomery fresh from presumably winning for the Selk 11 on Friday night. Referees this one, Steve Hughes on the line and Mandip on the line. Sorry to mention the refs, but two friends of mine refereeing this one and I've refereed Mandip before. Gibbs, the unbeaten Greenwich Battle Cruisers from Division 5, take on uh, the the Bosco from uh, the best division in Westfar, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division 6. Only lost one themselves out of 10 games. Two teams at the top of their game coming together in the semi-final of a cup. You can't not look at these lower division teams, Gibbs. This is a fantastic game of football, a semi-final cup football. Can you give Bosco any hope in this one? I think he can. I think the the goals they've been scoring um, and the win, the run that they've been on as well. I think he can. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, blimey! I'm going to let again. I'm going to let you go first. I, I will not back against the Battle Cruisers. Oh man, you put up. I'm not going to back against the Battle Cruisers. A three nil win, comfortable win against the Chimera side, banging form. They know how to deal with teams in form I think just the level they are just a level above um, Bosco and I think it's going to be tight I'm going to go 2-1 to uh, the Greenwich Battle Cruisers in this one Uh, right. well I have to get it spot on now don't I Um, alright I'm going to say 4-2 to the Cruisers then 4-2 to the Cruisers bit of pressure Bosco Bosco will score they've got they seem to have goals in them don't they yeah they definitely they definitely have um, they've scored a, a lot of goals and they scored a lot of goals in the game that I ref them in uh, earlier in the season against EWD reserves, but they've got a plus, 31, a plus 32 uh, goal difference. Yeah, I mean, they're going to score, but you know, Battle Cruisers are in a good place as well. Uh, kept a clean sheet against Jamera this weekend. Uh, game four and last of our predicted games, Junior Reds taking on Greenwich Park Rangers Division 2. Junior Reds Athletic taking on combination side Greenwich Park Rangers along with Elton Rovers. Very much a surprise package in the combination Greenwich Park Rangers, but Junior Reds are no mugs at all. They've got goals in them. This is the Plumpton Challenge Cup fourth round game. Gibbs, you can't back against Greenwich Park Rangers in this one, surely. Uh, 
No, I think if they get their side at Greenwich Park Rangers, I think they could be uh, comfortable here. Um, but Junior Red's good side. They've got some good players um, as well. Uh, at, okay, I'm going to back Greenwich Park Rangers. I'm yep. going to say... They put fear, they don't, blah, blah. I'm going to say 4-1 Greenwich Park Rangers. Two four ones. Man, I've got a four one, four two, four one. The goal's good this weekend. <laughs> I, I think it'll be a good game. I've seen Junior Reds recently. Very good organised side um, against the Bexley Hawks team. Similarly uh, organised and good. But Greenwich Park range is just a bit about them. They know that the, the league section for them is done. They all fancy going all the way in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, uh, a really prestigious cup. Uh, they will win it. I'm going to go 3 1. I'm going to go just inside you there. 3 1 for uh, Greenwich Park Rangers. Good luck to all the teams uh, in our predictions. Now let's have a look at the rest of the fixtures for Sunday, the 25th of February. God willing, the rain stays away. Uh, in the no combination games or uh, or any of that. So we'll go straight into King of Arts Media Production Division 1. The sixth best division. The best division. Beacons take on Peckham Rye. Peckham Rye will have played Barnhurst. They play each other Tuesday night down at Meridian. If anyone fancies going along, um, a good game that one. That one will be. Uh, Beacons, though, is next up on Saturday, Gibbs. Um, I'm guessing that whatever, whatever happens on Tuesday could either lift the Peckham Wire boys will make this one a little bit harder than it needed to be. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough week, isn't it, mate, to be fair? Barnard for Beacons. Um, Beacons, uh, I know they're at the bottom, but you can't take nothing for granted. And they're going to be after the points as well to try and improve their league position. Barnard's obviously uh, aspirations for the title. So it'll be a, it'll be a, uh, two tough games, to be fair, mate. Um but we'll give it. We'll give it a go. You can't. Uh, you, you got. You got to play everyone at some stage, didn't you? So might as well play them. Got to play them all at one stage. Good luck on Tuesday and Sunday. The other games in Division One: mid-table clash between Forza and Woolwich Royals. Good luck, boys. In the Able Environmental Division Two, just one game being played. Uh, that's a chasing pack behind New Park and Avery Hill. Uh, the SE Niners and Footscray Lions go head to head. That's a really good game. Uh, in the Mark Dolby Foundation Division 3, uh, game of the day, comfortably Fleet Down United against Danson Albion. Good luck to both of them. Uh, Kingfisher and Spring United is a battle of the battle of the teams near the bottom of the table. Spring United not achieving their promotion hopes like I know Danny Shaw wanted to uh, and Kingfisher looking to uh, lift themselves off the bottom of the table. Uh, in the Pat Tansy Division 4, just one game being played and that's my morning kickoff on Sunday down at Metrogas. Highfield Rovers taking on Elton Ducks. Uh, that fixture was originally Rose and Crown, but it's been changed to uh, Elton Ducks. I think Rose and Crown are in cup action. Uh, so that will, could be a tougher day uh, than originally expected for Highfield as they take on the young uh, Elton Ducks. That'll be a good game. Look forward to seeing both teams uh, on Sunday. Done them both. Done Elton Ducks a few times this season uh, and this will be the second or third time I've done Highfield. Looking forward to the to the game guys uh, in division five the vulture sports division five uh pick of the games crocodile swans take on um title chasing spring Hill united blues good luck to both teams there and the good lads down at avery hill athletic taking on greenwich hot shots that's a good game old peeps against intercross is an old-fashioned ding dong 
uh, bottom of bottom of the table. Both teams looking to avoid defeat, hoping to cross uh, for them can get their first win of the season. Uh, and old peeps need to get some results from somewhere. In Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division Six, the best division, the tenth best division. <laughs> Sporting Greenwich take on Chimera Reserves. Can Sporting Greenwich get a win? It has been a while. Bexley Village Vets against Hartford Blues is a good little game. Uh, and JJ taking on Cabras could go either way. Uh, some cup fixtures in the Amps Electrical Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy. Uh, Old Fortronians against Foresters. Another good game. And AFC Bexley against Tudor Sports. A lovely fixture. In the Meridian Sports and Social Pre- uh, President's Cup. Jam against Metrogas, a fixture I refereed not so long ago. A close encounter, a brilliant performance from the Jam keeper, um, saved it from being, uh, saved it from being a Metrogas uh, comfortable win. Um, but yeah, he had a good game on the day. And again, no, we don't do that one there. Don't play in in Westfa. Uh, Vulture Sports Plumstead Challenge Cup Barnhurst to take on Abbeymead for the sixty eighth time this season. Gibbs, <laughs> they have met. <laughs> Right inside out. Good luck to both teams in that one. Uh, only one winner there, and that is the bar at Meridian. Uh, let us talk Peter Smith Memorial Cup. Uh, Bexley Hawks against Advert Mighty Royals and uh, Blackfen and Eirith against Elton Rovers, the two games in that competition. In the Mark Dalby Foundation leader trophy, Crofton Albion against Chimera. Chimera looking to bounce back after disappointing league defeat against title rivals Greenwich Battle Cruisers against a team in Crofton Albion who cannot buy a win at the moment. Good lads, though. Uh, Elton Lions take on New Cross Rovers in an old-fashioned ding-dong in the JW Brickwork Cup. Maybe showing, uh, maybe giving you a little glimpse that the draw has already been made as we recalled the podcast. Uh, Silk Grassroots Podcast Network, Mike Strong Memorial Cup. Um, Elton Palace against EWD Reserves. Good luck to both teams. In the Vulture Sports Challenge Cup, lots of games being played. Hartford and Kingsford, we've spoken about. Red Velvet straight in to their uh, next fixture against Essie Don. Sorry, they're, they're the ones going straight in. Um, let's have a look. Match up. Jewish Shield. Southeast of Lake Maroon against New Park is a good game. Joga take on Crockenhill Sundays on sun, on Sunday as well. The Wynn Jones Memorial Bowl gives plenty of games I could read out. We've predicted some of them. My last one, my afternoon kickoff is an absolute beauty in division from Division Four. Our Lady Youth taking on combination side Baltarks. Um, a real opportunity for Our Lady Youth to see where they are against a team who, on their day, can play a bit of football. Yeah, I think uh, uh, a, a real good game to be fair. Our Lady, we've uh, we've raved about them quite a lot this season. It'd be uh, it's interesting to see how they get on. It will be. Uh, they'll be confident. Baltarks not really uh, got at it this season. Uh, not really got into their flow. So that'll be interesting to see if they can see off those young, those young guns uh, of our Lady Youth. Gibbs. Hopefully the weather is kind. Hopefully we've got a bit more football to talk about in our first section next week. Uh, until then, mate. I'll speak to you then. Have a good week. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. So after the excitement of the PCC draw on Friday. We do have another cup draw on uh, this week's The Sunday League Show, uh, ending the show with the JW Brickwork Cup. Now, this will act as a supplementary cup at the end uh, for those teams um, who are likely to end their season um, early for 23-24. So this is just an extra cup for uh, 
um, the teams that have been entered. So I'll read the teams out. We're going to do the first round, quarterfinal, second, uh, semi-final and final. So four rounds to draw. 16 teams have entered. Uh, please listen out for your uh, ball number. Um, and then we'll get on with the draw. We are joined with, by Jace again and Gibbs is back again. Virillo back in the towers. <laughs> he likes it. Here. <laughs> uh, so ball number one, Elton Ducks. Ball number two, Sid Cup. Ball number three, Balden Sports. Ball number four, FC Cabras. Ball number five, Rosen Crown. Ball number six, New Cross Rovers. Ball number seven, Eltham Lions. Uh, ball number eight, Beacons. Ball number nine, Tudor Sports Rangers. Ball number 10, Highfield Rovers. Uh, ball number 11, Chimera Reserves. Ball number 12, EWD Eagles Reserves. Ball number 13, Hartford Athletic Blues. Uh, ball number 14, Danson Albion. Uh, 15 is Foresters and 16 EWD Eagles. We could have an EWD Eagles double banker oh, in the imagine? first round. <laughs> uh, could you imagine an all-EWD Eagles final? Cool. Uh, that, I mean, that would be good because they were really good in their cup final, weren't they? That was, so, am- it was amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Amazing. That would be really good. Uh, right. So as we go through the draw, uh, Gibbs will do the first round home teams and Jace will do... The first round away teams. Good luck, everybody. First out of the hat. Number three. Number three, Borden Sports. We'll play. Number 14. Number 14, Danson Albion. That's a good game. Oof. Cheers, what a game to start off. Game two. 15. Number 15, Foresters at home. We'll play. Number one. Number one, Eltham Ducks. Oh, another good game. It's a good game. I think they drew with each other earlier on in the season. That'll be a good game. Number two. Number two, Sid Cup. Play. Number 13. Number 13, Hartford Athletic Blues. Home team, big favourites in that one. Number 12. Number 12, EWD Eagles Reserves. Do we want number 16 out, Jace? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jace. <laughs> number oh, 11. Ooh. 11, Jamera Reserves. All Div 6, the best division. Draw. The fifth best division. <laughs> In game four. <laughs> game five. Number eight. Number eight is Beacons. Struggling in Division 1. Maybe the JW Brickwork Cup could be a, a bright light in their tough season. We'll play. Number 10. Number 10. Highfield Rovers. Tough season themselves. Fair, fair game, that one. Yeah, that's a good game. Number nine. Number nine is Judah Sports Rangers. At home. Two. Play. Number four. Number four, FC Cabras. Home team favourites there. Div three. Div three, Judah Sports Rangers. Yeah. 
Redskins. Number five. Uh, Rose and Crown. And game seven will be at home too. Number 16. 16, EWD Eagles. Oof. Highest placed team, Eltham Lions, not drawn yet. Number seven. There, there they are. Go, Elton Lions. and it shall be given. <laughs> Elton <laughs> Lions at home. Highest placed team. Arguably the favourites in that comp- in the competition for that reason. We'll play number six. Number six. New Cross Rovers. Now that is a good game. Good tie. So I'll just run through uh, those fixtures again. Uh, game number one. Uh, let's have your sheet, Jace. Sorry. I can read it out. Sorry. Game number one, Bourne Sports against Danton Albion. Game two, Foresters, Eltham Ducks. Game three, Sid Cup against Hartford Athletic Blues. Uh, game four, EWD Eagles Reserves against Chimera Reserves. Game five, Beacons against Highfield Rovers. Uh, game six, Tudor Sports Rangers against FC Cabras. Uh, Rose and Crown against EWD Eagles is game seven. And game eight is Eltham Lions against New Cross Rovers. So obviously all of those games now become balls number one to eight. And it will be corresponding games uh, making up games is nine, games nine, 10, 11 and 12 in the quarterfinal. Jason is on the home teams this time. So you might have to read out your teams at the same time as, your, as the balls because I can't read upside down, gents. No problem. So... Winner of match eight, which is Elton Lions or New Cross Rovers. Game eight against... Number two. Number two. Foresters or Elton Ducks. Game ten. Winner of match number one, which is Baldwin Sports or Danson Albion. We'll play the winner of game number three, which is Sick Cup FC, Hartford Athletic Blues. It's a good game. He's got a rap BBC voice, isn't he? That <laughs> FA Cup voice. <laughs> Number seven, winner match seven, which is Rosen Crown or EWD Eagles. Uh, play number five. We'll play Beacons or Highfield Rovers. Good games. Winner match four, which is EWD Eagles Reserves or Chimera Reserves. We'll play the winner of game six, which is Tudor Sports Rangers or FC Cabras. Good quarterfinal there lined up. Um, we'll now put balls uh, 9, 10, 11 and 12 in. And we will draw um, the semi-final. All happens on the podcast, doesn't it? We it's do. all happening. It's all happening. More leagues begging to get involved with the podcast this week. Good. Turning them down. <laughs> really? <laughs> Right, we're done? Yeah, all good, mate. Right, I draw the home team this time. Right, semi-final draw. Game number 10. Yeah. Winner of match number 10. We'll play winner of match number 12. Oh, no. Match number 9. We'll play winner of match 11. Yeah, match 11. So now you want number... 13 and 14 in to decide who gets that coveted home kit and the home changing rooms for the cup final. And we normally pick 13, don't we, generally? Mm-hmm. The nightmare is. Hey, here we go. Doesn't <laughs> pick more for 14. Game 14 will be at home. 
And game 13 will be away. Excellent. And that's tricky to work out, but we'll read through the uh, quarterfinal draws again, and then hopefully it'll all be clear uh, when you work it out yourselves. Uh, first round will be Baldur's Sports against Danson Albion. Uh, game two, Foresters against Elton Ducks. Game three, Sid Cup against Hartford Athletic Blues. Game four, EWD Eagles Reserves against Jamera Reserves. Game five, Beacons against Highfield Rovers. Game six, Judah Sports Rangers against FC Cabras. Game seven, Rose and Crown against EWD Eagles. And game eight, Eltham Lions against New Cross Rovers. And I'm guessing they're going to be played over March. Yeah, April definitely. Or whenever. As soon, yeah, as soon as the teams are free. Thank you very much, Jace, for another cup draw on the podcast. Uh, two two cup draws in two weeks, uh, in two episodes, should I say. Love that. Uh, good luck, Jace, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Gibbs, see you Monday. Take care, mate. So that is it, the end of another show. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, The Grassroots Graphics, and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll see you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.